0: The world is full of wonders.
1: Magic is hidden in small
2: moments.
3: And monsters could be hiding just out of sight.
2: But if you're looking to find them...
4: Adventure is waiting to happen.
5: You never know who you'll meet along the way.
4: We are the Storyteller Squad.
6: We're back with more Monster of the Week. I'm Natalie Fuña, your Keeper. I also play Aiden Brightwood, Angel in Hiding. Joining me, we have Agent Whitaker. Hey,
3: everyone. Uh, my name is Emery, and I play Agent Lonnie Whitaker, reporting in from the Eastie Agency, and I don't do catchphrases.
6: Moving on, we have Hugo Rashad.
0: How's it going? Uh, my name is Ade Schultz, and I'm playing that good, good nerd, Hugo.
6: Next, we have... Bethany Miller.
1: Hi, I'm Clara. I play Bethany Miller. Uh, she is a Pisces, and uh, she is the former president of Kappa Alpha Theta at Stanford University.
6: Damian Edgecrest.
4: Damian Edgecrest is played by myself, Anders Pedersen. And Damian is everyone's favorite because they only know one NV Demon.
6: And we have Felicity Starnbrook.
5: Hello, uh, my name is Maddie. I play Felicity Starnbrook. Uh our resident Spooky who can see the future.
6: And Raven Eugenia, who uh is played by our friend Brittany. Brittany has an eyeball that's on fire after making a, a terrible culinary mistake. It's
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> not actually on fire. It's not actually on fire. <laughs> I'm sure it feels that way.
2: Yes.
6: <laughs> so we'll wait for her to get back. Somebody give me a quick recap of the last session. I know Anders has very detailed notes. But <laughs>
4: See you again, Anders.
6: <laughs> hit me with cool the voice. Hit me with the high points.
4: Okay. The important tidbits are that there is a kitsune on the loose that is resistant to pretty much everything we threw at it. And it is transfixed on the character of Taylor, probably to kill him is what we're all suspecting. And we were all able to escape, join up, and become friends, or at least all working towards the common goal of not getting eaten by a kitsune.
6: You all introduced yourselves to each other in sort of a more supernaturally honest way, I guess. When you all wound up in Aiden Brightwood's apartment, she showed you all that she is some sort of divine entity, and then the rest of you played your cards out as well in order to reveal things about your characters that are fun and interesting.
0: Folks started revealing stuff. That was a thing.
3: We all started talking to each other, introduced ourselves for one thing, comparing notes on what this monster is and how much we all know about what. And then I specifically remember, we we cut away to a scene of Taylor in the hospital and watched as Inari (laughs) came over to him and said something Really fucking ominous. It was really yes. fucking ominous. I something it. like sure. nothing can hurt you
4: now. <laughs> I don't know. it was know. like Taylor's, like, "Oh, I don't want to get hurt," and he's like, "Yeah, that won't happen again." And uh-huh. You're like, "Oh, that's that's what you say before you kill someone." Uh, what were the kitsune facts that we revealed? I believe there was something involving uh-huh. cannot be harmed in human form. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure out a way to get them into beast mode.
0: And Drink then- this tied to the tail.
4: We're chopping off
3: the
0: tail. Well, strength Hurt is tied it to it.
3: Yeah, shoot it. Throw the a tail. Throw a knife at it. Hope
0: well, that there aren't suddenly two tails, or three tails, or four hey, tails. That just more targets.
6: Let's do a little scene away from our hunters, and maybe this will influence what you do, though it doesn't have to. This session, we see a young woman late 20s early 30s in a white lab coat walking down a hallway very briskly she's carrying a lot of papers and she has one of her badges on a little lanyard uh, and scans it at doorways as she passes through them and they blink green and she's allowed in when she gets to a uh, lab like facility there's microscopes different radiology machines there are other lab techs who are working and creating concoctions, either through chemistry experiments or um, uh, other types of imaging equipment that they have. And she sits down at her desk and begins pulling up some old files as she flips through and references the paperwork. And while she's working, another woman, much more businesslike in her attire, very clean suit, a lot of straight lines and edges to it. She has uh, just a little clipboard and she has her hair done up in sort of a tight, but It's dark, dark black hair, and she comes over to this young woman in the lab coat and sort of taps her on the shoulder. What have you got? Oh, Miss Eastie. uh right away. Yes, of course. And she begins uh, to enlarge a few of the images that she had on her screen, and they are of old paintings, different uh, depictions of fox spirit in uh, sumi style, and woodblock and carvings and etchings and stuff. All similarly the same creature. And uh, the woman standing nods. She says, "Uh, make sure you get that to our agent in the field. I think he'll be needing it. The girl nods. Right away, the woman with the clipboard kind of turns around. And when she walks out the door of the lab, it closes and seals again. And on the glass, we see completed as the doors merge, Eastie organization. Raven, you're back. (laughs) How's your face?
2: It's okay. Good. That was terrifying, but I'm back. Sorry.
6: No, that's fine. A, a good spot to panic, I think, when spice gets in your eye.
2: Yeah, but don't don't touch your eyeballs after making tacos. Mm-hmm. Bad idea.
6: Yeah, but let's jump back to right where we left our hunters. You are all still in the apartment of Aiden's. It's sort of the adjoining apartment. She and Hugo share. Oh, we have to do uh, start of mystery moves. Was that what you were gonna say?
5: Yes, I was muted. Yeah, um, let's do those real quick. So I have two that could be relevant. I have one that's at the start of each mystery, you get a premonition, but I also have another that is um, when something bad is happening, which I assume is the kitsune fighting Taylor again. It's probably mm-hmm. something bad that's going to happen. That might be bad, yeah. Yeah, so which, which would you rather I roll for?
6: Does it say you're limited to doing one or the other? No, I could do both. I think you can do both. Sick! If, it, if, if they both say, do at the start of mystery.
5: Yeah, well, one's at the start of mystery. One is when something bad is about to happen.
6: OK, then let's do just the start, start of, mystery of mystery one for now. Yeah.
5: Okey dokey. Nine, clouded images of something bad that is yet to happen. OK.
6: <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, clouded images. Normally Felicity, when you get your visions, they're pretty clear. It's almost like you're there experiencing a future moment and then you're brought back to the present. This one is a little bit more nebulous. It's like a nightmare or a bad trip of some sort where everything is a little obscured. It's hard to make out the details of the place you're in. It's hard to see people's faces. And what you see basically is the group of you asleep you hear a a crash and you sit up in the bed and you you run out of the room to see what's going on you see an open window and that's it that's what you get it's very cloudy
5: cool as
3: felicity's experiencing this what do we see like like does she just kind of like you know just kind of like stare off into the distance or does she like just her eyes just like
5: hmm that's a good
3: question like
5: what do you think I picture her just, like, like basically, like, like, dissociating for a little bit. It just-, just
6: kind of freezes. I like the idea of her eyes kind of clouding over yeah. a little bit, going white. Maybe not full white. You, like, you can still see her iris and corny foggy. and stuff. But mm-hmm. they'd, like, yeah, they fog a little over. You'd have to be paying very close attention to notice it. But, yeah, she does sort of lose her, her energetic happiness for a moment when these things happen. I think, Bethany, you were not in the room when we left,
3: Correct. Actually, we pulled her back in. I came
1: back, I came back in yeah. to talk
3: about okay. stuff a little
1: bit, but mm-hmm. <laughs> as this happens, I've gone back to texting. <laughs> I've lost interest.
6: So you're, you're just on your phone still. Are you still texting the person that you messaged me this week that you were? I, I am
1: still texting the person I, was, I messaged to. Okay.
6: okay. You see the little dot, dot, dot hovering like someone's replying, and the reply you get back says, where are you? we need to talk
1: i text back um currently with my mom she's sick right now can i meet you tomorrow
6: there's a pause where i'm worried
1: uh i ask. is there a place we could meet the
6: reply comes back i'll find you
1: all right i grab my stuff i have to go it has been great uh meeting all of you all of you seem wonderful my mom is currently throwing up and so um I should get back to
3: that. Miss Miller, before you go, uh, are you coming with me to the station tomorrow to talk to um, the sheriff about what we saw last night? Or this night, actually. It's still the same night.
1: Absolutely. Um, I would be happy to talk tomorrow. You should definitely hold me to that, and you should text me at 10 a.m. tomorrow sharp if I have not responded to you.
3: You have my phone number, right?
1: uh i i give him my digits and i send him a picture uh once we start texting of me that he can put us the profile so like we make sure that i'm identified mm-hmm.
3: thank you miss miller that's um it's very very that picture is from
1: my last formal before i graduated
3: doesn't that look good right um actually yeah your, your highlighter looks very nice in it
1: thank you <laughs> and i i grab my things and i
2: i head out do i have to roll <laughs> to manipulate them or am i just like am i good I feel like we have no reason not to believe you. Like, you're not trying to trick us, you're just saying a lie, and we're like, well, okay, that sounds reasonable, I hope she feels better. Amazing.
3: Yeah. Uh, and Damien
4: gets up to go, at, like, right behind you, as if that was the plan the whole time. Aiden oh. speaks
6: up, and she says, uh, uh, where do you think you're going?
3: Yeah, I have no no idea. Whitaker does just grab him by the, like, the scruff of his neck, and be like, uh, you are not going anywhere. Mm. Damien... <sighs> I, I want to leave, though.
1: As a new pledge for Kappa Alpha Theta, I promise you that we will we will get those initiations done. You will be appropriately hazed, and it will be a blast. But for now, uh, I do, it would be so cool, and it would probably be the cooler thing to do if you stayed, because leaving is what everyone's going to do eventually, you know? And if you stay, super hipster.
4: We've got a group of people who are here, and only one person leaving, so clearly the cooler thing to do is... Hang out, you're
3: right, silly of me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I go to my, oh, I don't even have my car with me. I, I guess I have to call an Uber.
3: My car's still at the hospital after you teleported us.
1: Oh yeah, I just thought it was, I, I can- but No, it's, it's all right,
3: so it's okay. I, I can take
6: you back, it's not, not a problem.
3: I don't, I don't know how your abilities work. I don't know if um, there's like it, that's it recharges. something
6: you can teach? I just, I have to have been there before. She, she asks you, she says, were you, going, were you going to leave? I don't want to stop you. I just, the thing is still out there.
1: I'm super safe. Uh, I learned self-defense in one whole cardio kickboxing course once. So I think I can take them. Um, I'm just, I'll take an Uber back to my car. And uh, they told you during a thunderstorm, you're safest in your car. So that probably applies for giant monsters too.
2: Yeah. That's good
5: logic.
6: Aiden just looks at Raven like completely bewildered. <laughs> Is she serious?
2: You can't stop her. It sounds like your mom's sick.
3: All right I hope she gets better. Just keep yeah. in touch you know. Yeah,
6: she'll do she'll call like us if
3: anything happens.
6: Yeah she like reaches into like a purse that's like on the wall and hands you like 10 bucks and she's like sorry about taking you away from your car.
1: It's okay I've had wilder
2: nights on Halloween.
6: So Bethany leaves. What do the rest of you do
2: I have like a beginning of mystery move, connect the dots. So at the beginning of each mystery, I look for the wider patterns that current events might be part of, and I roll plus sharp. So that is a nine, so I get to hold one. And I kind of want to just spend the hold right now and ask the Keeper, what does the monster want from Taylor?
6: Having listened to Hugo's journal on monsters and stuff, you think... Her original plan, probably, at least, it may have changed now since she's been exposed. Chase being gone, having been a successful hunt for her, that she was laying down the groundwork to find another target, and Taylor being, like, a friend and sort of playing into the whole, like, oh, you were there for me when I, you know, lost this important person in my life, like, you know, she's gonna manipulate him, obviously, in a very cruel and a sadistic way to eventually get to the point where he will make a delicious heart broken by betrayal you also put together that like whatever happened like whatever she was planning or or maybe he like wanted to surprise her and like oh, i ran you a bath i thought maybe that would help you know and she saw her reflection and that's where things went sour for the whole encounter you figure that's what she originally wanted with taylor now you're not sure because you guys have thrown a wrench into that plan a little bit but you're not you you don't know like how quickly these creatures you know work on their feet if they're vengeful or anything like that you just know what you've heard from the book and observed in your like very quick interaction
2: all right sweet
6: agent whitaker you get a email it says from vines information you might need per your most recent request and i'm going to say that like once you knew you are dealing with a kitsune, you probably just sent off like a, all data on this particular creature, please forward to Agent.
3: Yeah, definitely.
6: And so you get this uh, email from one of the lab techs at EC Organization, and they uh, have sent you everything they know, but it basically just corroborates what Hugo is telling you. So clearly, despite not being part of a secret investigation organization, Hugo's intel is good and accurate. Yeah. All
3: right, sounds good.
6: Aiden sees what time it is, looks to Felicity and Raven. I can make up the bed in the other room if you guys are getting tired.
2: Yeah, I'm okay with that. Or I can just, like, crash on the couch or something. Whatever's easiest for everybody else. Oh, I want the couch. Or David could take the couch. I'm fine with the guest bed. That would be great.
6: Aiden just gives Damien a look like you, you don't need the couch.
2: Hold, now I
4: want the guest bed.
6: She says, uh, that's where I usually spend my nights. And there's, like, a little, like... One of those tall windows uh, with like a reading nook built into it, with like a couple like little ficus plants and a couple succulents and stuff. Like it's just a little spot where she can sit. She goes off to her bedroom to sort of turn those that down for the two girls who she's invited to stay because she's worried about them (laughs) and what is going
4: on in the town. Hugo, what's what's the plan? You guys do this sort of monster stuff. I'm I'm new. I I've never hunted a kitsune before.
3: I take it you guys know what we, should, what we should do? We're gonna need to find a way to track it. We're gonna need to get in touch with Taylor to make sure he's okay. If she's fixated on him, then well, he could already be in danger. But we have nurses at the, uh, at the hospital who would alert us if anything happened to him.
2: Yeah, he should be Cause... totally safe at the hospital. Nothing could possibly go wrong there.
3: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> As for now, it's best we get some rest and plan tomorrow. What do I you could. think, Hugo? It has been a
0: tiresome day. Very, very tiresome.
5: Yes, I am sleepy.
6: And Ghosty is on your shoulder. He does a big yawn.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Ghosty is sleepy as well.
3: I suppose I should head back to my trailer for the night. Is your trailer nicer than this place? No, it's a trailer. (laughs) Well, I mean... Okay, it's a nice trailer. It's
6: It's a nice trailer that's like oddly more furnished than this apartment. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like, there's more of Agent Whitaker's life in that trailer than apparently exists in this little this studio. Like, this,
3: like, weird blank <laughs> heaven space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got more stuff, for sure. I
4: I like stuff. Can I check it out? Can I see your stuff?
3: I would actually prefer you not leaving my site uh, until I know what to do with you. <laughs> That's a solid time frame. <laughs> Sweet! does um, it look yeah. like the couch and the bed were gonna be occupied anyway. Yeah. Actually, we should probably Uber to the hospital just to get my car, whatever's closer.
6: Aiden can bamf you back, she can just sort of drop you in front of the hospital.
3: Alright, yeah, we'll do that, we'll get in the truck and head on over. And as Damien is spending <laughs> more time with just Agent Whitaker, instead
4: of being his more like, oh, I want to do everything, you can see he's, you know, sort of acting more like an agent. Mm -hmm. It's Uh, really unnerving.
6: (laughs) (laughs) When she grabs you, flash of light, you're in front of the hospital again. She kind of lets Damien, like, head towards the car. Looking at you, Agent Whitaker, she says, just be careful around that one.
3: Oh, I know. I definitely know.
6: Okay. I think you're more than capable. And she...
3: God, that's cool.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You say as we... Pan up into the night. Soon. Hugo, do you do you stay up researching? Do you like call anyone? What's your plan for this evening after a very eventful day of revelations?
0: So, Slumber
2: party with the girls. Yeah.
0: If I have one of those beginning of mystery things, do I have to do it?
6: That's a good question. Every game, do all the start of mystery moves. Oh. That's what it says for every game. So. Okay. <laughs> so I think you have
0: to. I have to do that um, wonderful rolling with my standing in the sect to figure Mm -hmm. out if I find out stuff or get told to do bad things. Let's see what kind of bad things are going to happen, because there's a minus one there. Oh no! And I got a five. Yep. (laughs) Mark
5: experience!
1: (laughs) Yeah, Mark experience.
0: So on a miss, I get asked to do something bad. And you ha-
1: still
6: haven't been asked to do anything bad from the last time that happened, last session. We didn't get quite far enough, so they're going to ask you twice now to do something you're maybe not going to like.
0: This is fine. Um, oh, fine.
6: Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I like this idea that we've got rolling. Does anyone have anything they want to do before I do a little a little side scene?
4: I wanted to use Dark Negotiator to drive the van. <laughs> Did <laughs> you just see Damien's uh-huh. eyes glow bright green at age of And I anchor. immediately
3: take my gun out. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and then?
3: <laughs> and I say, I told you not to pull that shit here. I just really want to drive the car. No. G- God, no. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. Do you know how to drive? I drove that police car. Oh, you did do that, didn't you? No, no, this isn't up for debate. It's my car. Well, are you going to use your cell phone
4: while you drive? That's not safe. That's not something a responsible agent would do. If you're going to read your emails and respond to people in your agent, you're going to need someone on behind the wheel to take care of that side of things.
3: No, I'm not going to use my phone while I'm driving the car. Well, good. Do you want to use my phone? Well, that? I would love them. to use your phone. Oh
4: God. <laughs> oh God, yes. Oh, I've been around so many phones today. It's uh
2: Does got Agent like, Whitaker have any games?
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your YouTube algorithm is going to be a mess now, Agent Whitaker. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's uh, just all. It's 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 like whatever's trending. Doesn't matter what it is. Damien always goes to what's trending.
3: <laughs> yeah, actually what, what do you check on his phone? I'm curious. Where where do you go first?
4: Uh, well he's he's gonna text somebody. It doesn't matter who, but Bethany was texting, so he's just Yes! Be like, send me Are you gonna start
1: texting? We start Snapchatting immediately. <laughs> yes. On Whitaker's Snapchat.
3: Well, first you have to download. You download, Snapchat. make
6: an account for him, and then start Snapchat again. Exactly.
3: Exactly. Okay. Actually, he already he does have a Snapchat account. That is clear, but it's Ooh. not been used. Like, it has tons of notifications. It has not been used in maybe maybe years. Maybe years. That's the lore you find on Whitaker's phone.
6: <laughs> a ghost What's is his username, Snapchat though? account.
3: His username is, um, oh, that's a really good question. It's, uh, it's the Scarlet Pimpernel.
6: As you're texting away with Bethany, we will cut to the museum. Professor Argyle is there working. He has a a little room connected as sort of like the docents living area that he states that his phone rings. Argyle speaking. Yes, I'm aware. No. No, I don't think he intended to involve them. I know. I will let him know in the morning. And he kind of sighs, folds the book he was reading, and like looks pensively and just sort of says under his breath,
0: Ah, Hugo. You go, You're going to get us both in trouble.
6: So we'll start, I guess, with you, Bethany. You go home. Is your mom really sick?
1: Oh, I'm not going. I'm going back to the Starbucks and I'm getting to my car.
6: Right. But then you go home.
1: No, I don't think I want to go home.
6: Okay. What you do you do? Let's pick of, up there.
1: Is there some sort of 24 hour diner?
6: Yeah. The Maple Leaf is 24 hour.
1: Uh, yeah. I go to the Maple Leaf and I text my location to the person I've been texting.
6: Oh, okay. I
1: will, I will stay at the Maple Leaf because I think it is more of a comfortable spot. hmm uh, I think there's less judgment at the Maple Leaf.
6: It's definitely smaller and probably less people there than at a Denny's.
1: Yeah.
6: Uh, at midnight. Denny's
1: is wild at midnight.
6: <laughs> the late night crew at the Maple Leaf is uh, not the same staff, obviously, as that works the, the normal shift hours there. The cook is just a, a gentleman that has been employing for a long time. He's quiet, sticks to himself. He's He's sort of a tall, lankier food service guy. Nearly the exact opposite, actually, of George Montgomery, uh, the other chef from New York. (laughs) Because it's late night, there's only the one server slash hostess. Her name is Whitney Anderson. and She's an older lady. She's like maybe pushing 60. Gray hair, she always keeps tied up in a bun with little like long bits that she kind of leaves at the sides. And she's been working at the Maple Leaf for forever. She might even have some like ownership of it, but she's sort of handed that managerial stuff over to Dahlia in recent, recent past couple of years. But anyway, so she's there. She welcomes you. She says, uh, yeah, kind of late. Have a seat. There's maybe like one or two other guests. One of them is a, a late night patrol officer. Another one, just some nondescript, He might be a contractor. And they're both sitting at like the bar area. I assume you get a booth. Oh yeah. So you text, I'm at the Maple Leaf. We can meet now or something along those lines.
1: Yes. And I said
6: my location to show it's legit. You see the, the dot, dot, dots coming up and it says, I'm glad you reached out. And when you look up from your phone, Inari is sitting in the booth with you. And she is herself. You recognize her from those 4th of July cookouts you maybe went to with Chase and the football team and those people. You don't know her super well because she's always just sort of been Chase's girlfriend in your head. She wasn't obviously part of any of the sororities you went to because she was at a different college, but she just sits there and kind of smiles at you. How are you, Bethany?
1: Well, first things first, I'm going to mark experience because I have a move called, don't worry, I'll check it out. When you go off by yourself, check out somewhere. Gary, <laughs> mark experience. OK. Uh, so I get to level well, up next time we look into that.
4: Fucking need to go. do this. I going to do this the second I woke up this morning. <laughs> Oh, you would. Yeah, you would
6: Don't put worry, yourself in that. mortal danger for the experience points. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what do you, what do you reply back with?
1: You know, um, it's hard being home after four years that I was away and also in California, which is significantly warmer a lot of the time. I'm doing, I'm doing absolutely fine. How are you doing? Uh, and would you like to talk? Because I think that there are some things we should discuss.
6: She grins at you and folds her hands on the table and the like corner of the restaurant you're in, the light dims a little and gets darker, and the, the jukebox in the corner flickers through like different radio stations and like fritzes a little bit. I think we should discuss what you saw and things you might
4: like to continue seeing. A family or a friend who are also there
6: do they know you're here with me and she gets interrupted as Whitney the waitress comes over oh I didn't see your friend come in uh, can I get you guys some coffee to start
1: um, That would be. and the
6: lights are are suddenly back to like normal again and Inari just says that would be lovely as polite as can be no no I... malice no sinister edge to
1: it I take up my phone and I start recording do I have to roll hold to do that sneakily I don't know what I should write. I don't I don't think so I mean
6: yeah. All you have to do is like, hit a button like yeah, are you trying just, to are you trying to film it or are you trying to just like record the conversation record the audio yeah, I think that's easy enough to do without her like noticing to Whitney uh and ari says, "Could I get maybe a steak? I think I'd like that. I'm starving and Whitney says it's a bit late, but yeah, we can put one on for you anything for you, honey? asking you Bethany
1: um a hot chocolate would actually be very lovely. Could you add an, exp- like an espresso shot to that too?
6: Late night, huh? I-, I get it, sure. So she goes and puts your orders in and Anari looks back at you. I understand if you're a bit on edge.
1: Hey, I think that, well, I am more than ready to discuss what I have seen tonight. I would rather we start uh, from, from earlier in um, the like, month or week. Can you tell me what happened with you and your fiance, was it? I'm sorry, I never got a clear picture of the relationship.
3: We were
6: engaged, yes, it's terribly sad. The chase is gone. He took me up to go camping and it was beautiful. We had time alone, just the two of us in the woods. Do you like the woods, Bethany Miller?
1: I think they're a very good place for reflection. And sometimes we find things that we like and don't like about the people we are with when we are isolated together. Did you find that happened with you and Chase?
6: No. I loved Chase. Chase was, (sighs) Chase was one of my finest achievements. His family is very wealthy, you know. It's terrible that he's gone. I'm, I'm just so broken up over it. Taylor was, trying to comfort me
1: he's kind like chase in a way i don't know what happened between you two i have my own suspicions but i'm trying to put them aside for the sake of hoping that you get the help that you need why would you be suspicious we were attacked it was that beast i understand that sounds extremely difficult to process Have you ever faced a wild animal like that? I mean, before today, no. Unless you count hunting. But that has been, that was a very brief moment in my life. So you have been hunting. Interesting. My my father used to go hunting. It wasn't, I went once. I didn't like it. I was not a fan. This is not really a conversation I, I think should be productively about myself. I don't think that I'm the one that we want to work productively on. I think you really need to get some help, and I'm willing to be an ear for you, but from what I've read from the actual police file, it seems like there's been very little questioning of what happened to you, and I'd really like to explore that with you. It sounds like it might have been extremely scary.
6: She kind of stands for a second, puts a hand on the table, and uses the other to, like, lift her skirt up a little, and, like, show you the side of her leg where there (laughs) is a like a bandage with like blood behind it. And she says, "Yes, I was hurt pretty badly in the attack." And she also pulls back the sleeve on her coat and there are these like superficial scratches and things on them like she was running through the woods. I don't know what would have happened if Chase hadn't stopped that monster and let me get away. And she without even asking just sort of scoots into the side of the booth with you and gets very close and she says, It's dangerous trying to get away from things. It's good to have someone who can take a fall for you.
1: And is that what you found the most valuable in your relationship with Chase, that he was disposable?
6: He was invaluable. But he's gone, and I have to move forward.
1: I pull up my list of uh, the, the steps of grieving. Where would you say you are on this list?
6: She pushes the list down onto the table and tries to, like, get you to, like, look her in the eyes again. I think it's more important to find out where you're at with that list. And her finger is, like, resting on denial. I think the sheriff will be very interested to know what you and your friends were doing at Chase and Lai's house yesterday and what a mess it is there. I wonder what Taylor will say when he wakes up. And Whitney comes back now with your hot chocolate and a coffee for Anari. Anything else while I'm
1: here? I'm I'm doing perfect. Thank you so much, though.
6: And Anari just smiles and she says, "Okay, be right
1: back with that steak." She goes. Anari
6: says, "I hope you'll have the right story to tell the authorities tomorrow. Can I count on you for that?"
1: I will tell the truth, and I'm pretty sure that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Will you tell the truth?
6: I'll tell my truth. I don't know if that's the same as what you think you saw.
1: And Ari, before we sip our coffee, eat our steak, which is a wild choice at midnight if you count the calories, how would you describe the monster that you saw?
6: She gets up again and goes to sit down on her side of the booth. And she says, the thing that attacked Chase was powerful. Vicious, and she's like picking up one of the pieces of silverware from the table. It was ravenous, bloodthirsty. I think it would do just about anything for its next meal. And she like bends the fork in half with her hands and puts it down on the table. And she says that I think it was also waiting for the right moment and would be willing to ignore distractions.
1: So it sounds like you really idolize this creature.
6: I would
0: respect it.
1: Was it helping you get away from something you weren't happy in? Everything you've said about Chase, um, if you don't mind me saying, which you might mind me saying, but I'm gonna say it anyway, uh, is extremely superficial and that's okay because sometimes relationships are superficial and sometimes they just like you because they saw you on tinder in your bikini pic
6: she just waves her hand, she says, Bethany, Bethany, you don't have to worry about I relationships. I would make sure yours are in order for tomorrow. And Whitney comes back, she's got the steak, she puts it down in front of Inari. Thank you so much. And Whitney just kind of nods and refills her coffee and then leaves. And Inari unbends the fork, pushes the steak around a little bit, not... Touching it really, she just kind of like picks it up, looks at it, puts it down, and then slides it across the table to you. I think you should have this. I don't know if you'll have time for breakfast and leaves.
2: Damn, now I have to
1: share the steak with someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do calories after 8 p.m. I pay for the meal, obviously. I was gonna do it anyway. I'm a poet, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I, I also exit, I go to my Green- ass hybrid car, and I drive home assuming I don't reach any complications in that time. And I have a recording now. I actually, before I drive, I text that to Agent Whitaker with no explanation..
3: Uh, a lot of metaphors in here, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I text it to agent Whitaker. And I also text the whole con- the whole recording, or the whole recording.: uh, okay. and I also text it to um, I'll text it to Raven, because she's the only other number I have.
6: All right. Damien, you get a text on Whitaker's phone <laughs> that is an audio recording uh, from Bethany. Do you let him know or does he just have to find it later? Oh, he just hits play. Oh, okay. So it starts playing in the car. Agent yeah. Whitaker, you hear the voice of someone talking, and eventually you hear Bethany's voice, and you're like, what the hell is
4: this? Agent Whitaker, we need to, to go mother. get that steak. <laughs> oh, I have that craving. Well,
3: um, <sighs> I'm gonna call Bethany. Here's your phone. Like, I oh, don't yeah, need I'll hit drag. call because you're driving. driving. Oh, yeah, you're, thank you. Thank you, Damien.
6: <laughs> okay. A little time after the text that you sent to Agent Whitaker, you get a call from him.
1: Yeah,
4: uh... Hey, it's Damien and Whitaker. You're on speaker.
1: <laughs> Hi, Damien. Hi, Whitaker. What's up?
4: Uh, yeah, um... Do you have the the steak in a takeout bag?
1: I was bringing it home for my dog, but... But also, you were having a full conversation
4: with Inari? That was insane! Yeah! She's terrifying!
1: You Um, can use any of that evidence if with a psyche, Val.
3: The problem is she's talking in a lot of metaphors.
1: I know, but she's kind of, like, putting herself on blast a little bit. It's a little bit ominous and shit, but, like...
3: It's very ominous.
1: happened to us last night implies that she has gotten the information from somewhere, which is questions. It, having weird ways to talk about her relationship with Chase either means that she's done something to hurt him or that she is hiding something that she has not likely uh, disclosed to the police. So she would be required to talk to someone about that. And also the fact that there was ominous, almost threatening tone um, shows that she could have uh, some sort of capability, whether or not it's actually there. And so I'm just saying it may not do much. Uh, but if you're being questioned, if you whip out a whole bunch of questions right back at them that make them question themselves, they can't really do much about it. So that might get us out of trouble tomorrow. Help we us have figure this. Out why she did it?
4: Super intense, terrifying
3: figure and a monster
4: to deal with.
3: Yeah, you're you're staying out of this. You're staying in the car. We need to actually decide on a story tomorrow because what I told the sheriff uh, involves us not entering the house at any point in the evening. Well,
1: did anyone... S- someone saw us entering
3: the house. Right? No, 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 no. one saw us enter the house. They only started coming out when we were leaving the house because that's when all the shit started happening. Okay. No, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking our story straight. Yeah, you're realizing yeah. you may need to get that story straight. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember exactly what I said and it was... Um,
1: should we have
3: a it conference was. call? No, no, we're not in a conference call.
1: No, should we we're have a We're about to be... Call? No! <laughs> hey, <laughs> the city.
4: Add okay. contact Raven... Add contact
6: I don't think I don't think he has any of those phone numbers. Can we talk about this
1: tomorrow? <laughs> fine, fine. I won't add everybody this cool-ass conference call. I but... wanted
2: you to add Raven, because she received... Your voice recording. <laughs> I, was say, I, I woke a, up and listened to it. I
6: have a scene. I have a scene in mind for Raven, but I want it to be uh, separate from this like strange teleconference that's happening on the road.
2: <laughs> also, I completely forgot that one of my traits is called suspicious mind, and it means if someone lies to you, you know it. So I knew when Bethany left that her mom was not sick and that she was not going home.
6: <laughs> yeah, knowing knowing I Bethany it after knowing Bethany and knowing how often she's lied to you uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, about,
6: having, about having somewhere to go and be when she doesn't. Yeah, you totally were onto her, Raven. Yeah. But you didn't say anything. You were just like, I, yeah. Yeah, oh. I think even
2: if I remembered, I still would have let her go because yeah. we, like, I had said we had no reason to keep her there, mm-hmm. but just retrospectively. She knew yeah, the whole yeah, time yeah. she was lying. <laughs> and so when she <laughs> receives randomly this recording of a, yeah. a conversation, she's like, oh, that's where she went. Okay.
6: I, I feel like the conversation with Bethany and Agent Whitaker is sort of a, like, you, why did you go talk to her? How did she find
1: you? What?
3: And, and like, think, most importantly, are you okay?
1: Safe and happy. I also, um, in the moment, I say, yeah, so... You know, like, I went to school to, to be, like, a psychiatrist. <laughs> you work with people who are giving you death threats sometimes, and that's just, it's okay. Uh, she's doing the same thing. It's probably about the same.
3: <laughs> yeah, but she's not, she's not, you know, she's an actual monster is the problem.
1: There's probably plenty of people who are secretly monsters. She does have wounds that do indicate that maybe she was the monster, and she does also seem to go the same place as the monster. We're
4: going for the yeah, tail, so she's not a threat, and we can't do anything until she has the tail anyway.
3: It's so not like we she just have be to be
4: on guard
3: for a beast the whole time, always. I feel
1: like when we, if we see her in person, we should just act really stupid about it, you know?
3: We should just, we should just like throw up a little mirror, mirror see, what, see what she does when she sees a reflection. We should talk about this later at another time. Yeah, um, yeah
6: you're, you're approaching, I guess, your trailer, right? Yeah. So we'll jump back and see how Agent Whitaker deals with hosting his very first demon trailer guest. But let's jump to Raven. You and Felicity, I guess you guys are going to share Raven's like big queen that she's got in her uh, bedroom?
2: Yeah, or she'll sleep on the couch. She's fine with either.
6: Okay, either way. You get up when you hear that text go off, and you get this recording of Bethany talking to Inari, and no other explanation.
2: Raven's not even surprised. I feel like she had kind of fallen asleep a little bit, and she was woken up by the text and like looks at it, listens to a little bit of it, and is like, I'll show everyone in the morning. There's no good that's going to come out of freaking out about this right now. I'm just Mm going to go back to sleep.
6: As you put your phone back down on the table, you hear Aiden and she says, Can't sleep. And you look nope. and she's just she's just sitting in that nook. She's got like an earbud in one one ear. Do you need to talk about anything?
2: I'll just like gently toss through my phone and be like, Well, I got something from Bethany. <laughs> you might want to listen to it since you're she grabs it, here. plugs it in, listens. Oh my god. Why didn't she what? Yeah, I knew she wasn't going to her mom's Is she safe? I figured she just wanted to leave and didn't want to tell us why, which I understand, you know, today was a lot. But to go straight to Inari was bold. I should have told dangerous. her today. stay. I, I don't know why.
6: She just seemed like she wasn't going to be down to stay any, anyway.
2: Yeah, I don't think we could have, you know, it would have been terrible to try and force her to stay. But the fact that she sent it to me uh, seems like she left the conversation fine. I guess so if that was the whole recording it sounds like an Ari left
5: all right we really
2: need to come up with a plan in the morning I'm gonna I'm gonna text Bethany just you okay (laughs) just to see if she responds Mm -hmm. and see if she's like alive do we get anything
6: back Bethany
1: you get a scene and then like 20 minutes later you get like like a thumbs up automatic thumbs up We have no text records since like years ago and (laughs) suddenly this is
2: our entire text exchange I like to think that it's really awkward that like the most recent text before that was from like five or six years ago, and it was like us ending a fight or something, and just like yeah. oh, fine, fine, I'm never gonna like, speak to you again, fine, and we just like are mm-hmm. not acknowledging that
1: <laughs> shitty half-hearted attempts to like try to hang out again or like my mom's inviting. You There's to- a couple texts for I never answered.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I was yeah. yeah. Saying, like
1: my mom's asking why you don't want to come to my birthday party. Can you just say you're sick today? Ouch, man.
2: Yeah. It's super, we're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> So much baggage.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. So Aiden just kind of puts her music back in. And she
2: says, uh, just try to sleep. We're going to need it. All right. Thanks. And She'll just kind of like pull the blanket over her head and trying to go back uh, to
6: sleep. So the night passes. Or uh, Agent Whitaker, do you want to do anything fun with Damien at the trailer? <laughs> you want to describe um, it? What is it like?
3: So, um, so
4: Damien uh, gets in and he's super super tense and standing like very still. And you can tell that he's straining to do so. You can see like his hands are sort of like twitching because you have stuff around your house. He knows he can't actually steal anything this time. So he's restraining himself. <laughs> he goes over to your sink and, you know, gets out like a scrubber and begins scrubbing the inside of your sink.
3: Um. You, you, what what are you doing
4: uh do you have a place
3: that i can hang the suit uh yeah i have and i opened a little like it's a, it's like this really small closet it's filled with suits
6: it's the same
1: exact suit <laughs>
3: same exact just suit. six
1: of the <laughs> same suit
3: six suits three ties how many pocket squares how many pocket squares the exact same number as the ties one, one to match each tie, but not like match-match. Mm-hmm. They complement each other. Couple pairs so, of shoes. He's got some cardigans. There's, there's a tea kettle resting sort of on the counter, but everything else is like very neat, very neatly placed.
6: Probably some case files just out. Oh, for sure.
3: A lot of papers.
6: And,
3: uh, yeah. Yeah, some, some papers lying around. Some books. A lot of Agatha Christie novels. Damien knows what he likes. Begins yeah. to deflate.
4: A bit until he was like his original size and the suit is like too big for him and then he he grabs sort of the the shirt and pants and just like phases through it hangs it up there and yeah he's ken-dolling it just a hairy mess and he just you know pops the <laughs> things up walks yep. back over to the sink and just says all right well uh good night wake me up in the morning i don't have an alarm and he just <laughs> green oozes into the sink
6: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Night. Just uh, kind of sloshes around in there.
2: <laughs> Does he yeah. plug the drain first? Like a yeah, jelly? Yeah, yeah.
4: He plugged <laughs> he, he <laughs> the drain first.
2: Oh my god. That's All so right.
3: funny.
6: All right. Your sink is filled with green jello Just, that oh hasn't my set. god. <laughs>
3: He, like, he just kind of looks at it like I guess I'll brush my teeth in the morning then
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> oh 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 my god I'm so sorry I, I assumed
4: there was another sink here <laughs> yeah, I, like the I assumed there was one in the bathroom here and he just like you know comes back out and he's like oh yeah. no sorry sorry sink's all yours oh, oh yeah
6: Jesus, A
3: slimy one miss. awkward
4: moment after another <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me and my demon roommate oh my god
3: they were roommates <laughs>
4: They were roommates.
3: Yeah. Uh, we can't keep doing this joke. We can't keep doing this.
4: It's
1: the only joke we have. Everyone's going to be roommates throughout the <laughs> whole story. The roommate between the Zoom call. Every single character has been roommates with each other at some point in the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah.
3: He goes to bed, fills up the teapot with water for the morning. He does not sleep in the suit. Good night. <laughs> what right. happened to Hugo?
6: Hugo, I think, just went to bed. Unless you yeah, wanted to he, say something else.
0: No, he, he is out. I guess
1: like, oh, going
6: bed montage other the
1: than keep Felicity.
6: <laughs> I assume Felicity kind of just knocks out immediately. No trouble. Gonna, like, That's
5: exactly blind what face Felicity down.
6: does. Montage. The day happens. It's around seven. People are starting to wake in Autumn Falls. The crew of the Maple Leaf switches shifts. There is a knock on Aiden's apartment door. It's kind of forceful. Do you wake up immediately, Raven, or are you not that great in the mornings?
2: I feel like normally she's a very hard person to wake, but because of everything that's happened, she hears Mm. the knock on the door and just, like, shoots upward. (laughs) She's like, what? Who? What? What's going on? Yeah.
6: Aiden is already crossing the room. When she opens the door, kind of just halfway to, like, peek out, Officer Dodge is there, and she says, good morning, Miss Brightwood. I was wondering if you could come down to the station with me and... If you know about where we can find your coworker Raven and a young woman named Felicity, the sheriff has some questions for them. And Aiden kind of like pokes her head out a little more and she sees officer Rawlings is knocking on Hugo's door at the same time. Can I get a moment? And officer Dodge says, yeah, don't take too long. And she doesn't close the door. she kind of just like rests it up to a closing. And she turns around and she says, the police are here.
2: Fun. Oh. Oh, Felicity, you're awake.
6: Felicity just steps out. Fun.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, boy.
5: Felicity was thinking about breakfast. She's ready. Such a morning person.
6: Aiden is, like, frozen a little bit. She's, like, not sure what to do. What do you guys do?
2: Are they expecting to take us there? Or could we, could we like sneak out and go home so they don't know that we're all here together? Does that seem weird? I mean, if we
6: disappear, that's going to be even more suspicious.
2: Well, if they're just here to pick up you, then like you could go and are they going to like show up at my house and like my parents haven't seen me since like yesterday morning. It just seems really suspicious. Yeah. um... But also, aren't you on the second floor? We can't get out the window. That's a terrible idea. (laughs)
5: I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I guess we'll just go along with it. I mean, we didn't do anything. Yeah, we could just talk to them.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess. Uh, we she's... didn't
5: do anything illegal.
2: All right. And Raven will just, like, she brought a little bag with her from the back of her car and just mm-hmm. runs into the bathroom and gets dressed. And...
6: When you open the door, Officer Dodge is there. Oh, you're all together.
5: Good morning.
6: Good morning. Okay. Come with me then, ladies. And she gestures for you all to leave the building with her. Hugo, your interaction is with Officer Rawlings, who, again, bang, 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 knocks on your door.
0: So Hugo's already up and eating a bowl of cereal. He's going to go to the door and look through the peephole.
6: It's uh, one of the local officers of the town.
0: He's going to go back and finish his cereal. He, he waits to see if the knocking starts again within like the next two or three minutes.
6: It does. I mean... Your bike is outside, so they, they assume you're home, and you hear a voice from outside. Hugo you go, Rashad. I'm with the local police force. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about your whereabouts yesterday.
0: Oh, At that, he's going to actually finish the bowl, put it away, and he's going to take his time going to the door, because he's that kind of person.
6: <laughs> you open the door, just as he was about to like knock on it again. So he's kind of like, whoa. Sir, we had some reports that you were maybe at the site of a uh, home break-in. We'd like you to come down and answer a few questions for us. A home break-in? We have uh, a report of someone matching your description, as well as uh, some known associates of yours. A girl from your uh, class at the local dojo.
0: Oh. Hmm.
6: Ringing bells, huh? Can you, do you mind coming down with me?
0: People from my local dojo. Huh. Yeah, sure. Why not? There's a lot uh, of people in my local dojo, though, so I'm not quite certain.
6: We'll, uh, we'll get into the details once we have you all there. So he kind of just waits there at the door for you to come out, and you see if you look out that your neighbor and the two others are, are leaving with the other officer.
0: Uh, just a moment, officer. And Hugh is going to go back to the sink, watch his bowl, and then put it <laughs> up to dry. It's going to be uh-huh. a long day.
6: Hopefully not, but could be right.
0: Should I be getting my tire? We'll drive you. I'm going to get my tire. And he's going to go and grab his tire.
6: <laughs> okay. Sierra so brought all out also to where they have their, their squad car. They now are awkwardly, because it's a small town, they don't have a car that will fit everyone. <laughs> so it's just kind of like...
0: Hugo goes to his bike, starts setting it up.
6: <laughs> Rawling says, uh, I'll wait here send somebody over to pick me up and uh dodge is as she's like opening the door for you three to get in and when she gets in the car she like radios for another cruiser to come pick up hugo and and rawlings and rawlings doesn't like stop you from putting the uh the tire on your bike he's like we can put that on the back of the car and we'll drive in together
0: all right i just like Uh, having a way to go home
6: yeah no understandable and like Dodge and Rawlings are being very tight-lipped. They're not really ordering you guys to do anything, but they're like, they need you to come in because some stories are not lining up. Agent Whitaker, you wake up to your phone ringing.
3: <laughs> Bold of you to assume he isn't awake at 6.30 making a report for the day.
4: <laughs>
3: putting the well. kill on. Very well, as
6: you, have, as you have an English breakfast tea. Uh, you know it. Two most- English
4: breakfast teas. <laughs>
6: You and Damien, well, because Damien, you don't sleep. You just sort of got out of the way (laughs) by being in a sink. But like demons don't sleep. Yeah, you you just sort of like watched Agent Whitaker sleep and wanted so badly to sleep that you were trying to like imitate him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Oh my God. Yeah, and then, so like,
4: explored, didn't take anything, but, yeah. like, opens the cupboard. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. There's, the like, cups. a little, like,
6: Dance of the Sugar Plum fairy Oops. montage of Damien just like, <laughs> picking up, investigating every single thing.
4: Yeah. yeah. Looking, looking at all the suits longingly.
6: Um. <laughs> just a strange little slime monster. So, your phone rings, uh, and you see it says, Oh, Blake again. <sighs>
3: Did I answer it? Morning, officer.
6: Uh Agent Whitaker. <laughs> that we're, gonna, is. <laughs> we're gonna need you to come down to the uh the office this morning like you agreed to yesterday.
3: Yeah, that's um I push <laughs> I pushed Damien like out of the way. <laughs> oh, uh yeah, that's still on. Uh, I just need to uh pick up Miss uh Miss Miller. But Oh, um, would yes. you?
6: We were actually gonna send out one of our team. Send one help. send
3: one help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no worries there. Um we plan to go in together anyway.
6: Okay. Well, and I'll see you uh, within the hour.
3: Uh, yeah. See, see you then.
6: And we are going to quickly cut. Camera is on the sheriff at that moment. And he swivels in his chair over to uh, Inari, who is sitting there. I promise we're going to get to the bottom of this. And she wipes her face and is all, you know, playing the innocent victim. I just don't understand what they were doing there. And so... Agent Whitaker, you have to go pick up Bethany.
3: First, I'm going to um, send a quick message to the agency just to let them know, like, what's going on. Like, hey, I need to make a cover story. I don't know okay. if you could bribe these officers for me, but boy, howdy, would that be <laughs> nice. It says on my card that, uh, oh, I checked off the well-financed option for you guys. So you guys got, you got that money. <laughs> we'll just we'll just send a little something their way yeah and then i'm gonna go pick up bethany
6: you get a a quick reply back it's from uh olivia and it says discretionary funds are at your disposal agent nice <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i'll go pick up bethany
6: bethany after your strange encounter with anari you went home talked to agent Whitaker, went to bed it's like 7.30 now? I don't know if you're up yet or...
1: Oh, you know she's up. She gotta get up. She goes to the gym. She goes on her run. You know she does that. And she has to deep condition her hair. She has to straighten her hair. She has to recurl her hair so it's in the curls she wants for the day. So she's up at like 5.30 to get this entire routine done.
6: Wow. One of those
3: kids. Type, <laughs> Type A considering plus personality. <laughs> <laughs> considering you went to bed at like 2 o'clock. This is yeah, incredible. Yeah, that's crazy my my beliefs are being uh really gotta suspend those well i know <laughs> i think a girl
6: i think she's just exhausted like <laughs> but she's that type where it's just like no this is what i do i'm not gonna change just because i encountered a vicious monster the day before like gotta be on it all that time uh, just because
1: i might get arrested by someone who tried to kill me does not mean that my booty cannot be popping come on <laughs>
6: You're going to make Raven spit out her drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, Agent Whitaker, you pull up to Bethany's house.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of the, okay. the nice, like, suburb houses in um, Vernal Springs. It's got a nice yard. There's a, up front, there is a big dog. I'm going to say it's a great dame. And he is barking up a storm once you walk up the yard. He is, like, barking up a storm, but he seems to be just excited to see somebody else here at this house. That is mm-hmm. a nightmare.
3: I ring the doorbell. <laughs>
1: um right. someone opens the door who looks like bethany except she's 18 and she's like who the fuck is this Bethany?" <laughs> <laughs> bethany's over in the corner and she's like flipping pancakes and she's like one second i'll be there i didn't expect you this early i said 10 a.m i still have to finish deep conditioning can you give me a moment <laughs> and there are two girls who are older than beth one of them is in a suit and she's talking on the phone and she looks ready to leave uh she kind of gives you an eye whitaker and the other one is currently just engrossed in several different books um, that are stacked next to her. They do kind of all look a little like Bethany. They're all very like just Bethany lookalikes.
6: It's one of those families where, like, rather than each sibling kind of finding their own thing, the oldest found something that worked, and everyone else has just been using that same formula.
1: Yeah, they're all, like, different flavors of the Bethany that you met. And they all immediately are, like, berating you with questions of, like, who are you? Are you dating Bethany? Is that one of your ex-professors? And the other one's like, is that one of your ex-professors and you're dating? And Bethany's like, please, let me leave. Uh, she runs out with her ha- hair half-deep conditioned uh, and the breakfast half-made.
3: Whitaker has not said one word this season. No,
1: absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Just, you know,
3: just a stoic, wording. silent wall of a man. We're, we're not lingering here. We're, we're going. Yeah. Did you... Leave Damien in the car or did you have him go up to the house? <laughs> oh no, come in, Damien is left in the car, but the car is unlocked. <laughs> That's fine, but when you get back, he's in the driver's seat. I'm gonna wrestle him out of the driver. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Edgecrest, I don't think we can have you go to the police station. <laughs> or at least not be seen going to police station. I can't have you in the driver's seat. You are a wanted criminal. <laughs> I think I have to roll under pressure for this,
4: because he's been driven around in this van for quite some time.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. That's going to be seven plus, oh, it's not going to be enough. Is that a mix? Yeah, because it's seven on the die.
6: Agent Whitaker is raising a fair point. Like, you are wanted, but... I don't want to go
4: to jail. Yeah,
6: not... You don't want to go to jail and have to stay there you definitely want to go to jail because it seems like a lot of people are going there today
1: uh <laughs> Dumb.
2: yeah
6: but you think well i don't have to go to jail I mean, you think that your appearance changes and you just kind of morph to look like someone else you probably look like the model on the cover of that like golf magazine Oh you're a famous uh, golfer from the hospital yeah. yeah so now you're just some other random person and i'll say I mean, you, you kind of look over at agent
1: whitaker like I'm about you now make a good point yeah <laughs>
3: okay. it's a fair case um
1: can you turn it to me for, for fun i, I want to see i, I, wanna... I
4: mean I, I have my preferences that's fair i hope, I hope that's not weird
1: No, it's okay. It's probably better this way. Because if you could turn into me, then you'd never want to be anything different, you know?
4: I want to be everything,
3: though.
1: We'll do it later. We'll talk about this later.
3: Okay. You cannot be in the driver's seat. Please let me drive my car.
4: (laughs) Call me agent, and it's all yours. Okay,
3: agent. Please let me have my car back.
4: Absolutely, Agent Whitaker. (laughs)
6: all right you uh the slime demon from your front seat and are able to drive your car you all sort of arrive within minutes of each other the three young women are brought in first aiden felicity and raven and a little later hugo and Rawlings arrive in a different car they process you and bring you into a detention area to have you sit as you're walking down that hallway for the briefest moment probably raven because you're you're watching the surroundings you see Inari sitting in the sheriff's office talking with him. So you're aware that she's here.
2: Can and I just nudge like, Aiden and Felicity next to me and just like motion yeah. like really quick, Inari's here?
6: Yeah, so you go, you sit down. Officer Dodge says, all right, someone will be back to uh, collect you. Sit tight. And a little later, Hugo, you're brought in. They put you in like, the cell across from them. Agent Whitaker, when you arrive, they take Bethany, and have her go wait with the others, but you are sort of brought in to speak with the sheriff. I assume you just accompany Agent Whitaker then, if you are also gonna morph yes, into a uh, suit of some kind or borrow one, I suppose.
4: Yeah, well, I imagine like his cover story is that he's 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 sort of training under Agent Whitaker, so he has mm. to stay with him at all times. Yeah,
3: Whitaker would go with that.
6: So when you are you two are brought in to speak to the sheriff directly inari is sitting there in the room with him and kind of eyes you when you walk in thank you for coming so early i know it's uh sunday we don't like to usually bring folks in for questioning but uh well like i mentioned yesterday when i gave you that call we uh we know you were at the warren household miss inari here would like to clear up why you were there she's grateful and inari speaks up and she says yes thank you for driving away that creature whatever it was i don't know." It must have tracked me to the house from the woods
3: yes it was very frightening indeed are you okay
6: well, thankfully yes taylor put himself between me and it and, and i i ran to hide in in one of the upstairs closets i hear he's doing okay though i, I went to see him at the hospital
3: It's good glad to hear he's not in any further danger But yes, last night at around whatever time it was, I was with one Bethany Miller when she received a call from Taylor and he seemed to be in pain or something to that effect. And it sounded like he was in trouble. And she relayed this information to me and my um, intern, Agent Golf Model. (laughs) Agent Emma mogoof Moodle at your service. Thank you, the German names. you're a real international sort of organisation then aren't you they recruit from all over the world yes uh yes we went to we immediately ran to to Taylor's aid to see what what the issue was and there was indeed some wild animal of sorts tearing the place up along with perhaps malfunctioning electricity it might that's unrelated but you might want to get that checked out uh myself and and my intern here, we attempted to drive the creature off as quickly as possible and it seems we did do that. What questions specifically do you have for, for me? Well,
6: mostly we were confused as to why you would respond when you're seemingly here on business investigating that string of robberies. And Inari says, like I said, we didn't call for help. My phone was in the other room when that thing came in and- Why would you just come to someone's house like that?
3: Because we received a call from Taylor, and he was in pain, and I myself am an agent trained in de-escalating violent situations, and I thought I could help. I might have been overstepping my bounds a bit, but we thought we might be a little bit quicker than, say, law enforcement. And to be fair, we didn't know what the trouble was.
6: The sheriff nods, and he says, That's fair. That's fair. Did you get a good look at this thing? Where did it go once it vanished? I, we didn't find any tracks anywhere on the premise when we did a sweep.
3: Hard to say. I was, um, I was a little preoccupied with trying to um, get Taylor outside away from it. I thought it might've gone out the back door, but it sort of ran off. I did have to fire a few gunshots, unfortunately, so you heard reports of that, but no one was um, hurt in the attack, and I think that might have scared it off, and we're not sure exactly where it went.
6: Anari says, was it the monster that broke all the windows in the house?
3: I don't know. There was a small electrical explosion in the fight, maybe that had something to do with it. I am no structural engineer.
6: You see where all these questions are coming up with not the most satisfying of answers, right, Agent?
3: No, I understand. Um, A lot of factors were in play there, and uh, it was simply very fast, and I didn't happen to see everything that went went down.
6: Do you know why a group of local citizens would have arrived also? We have a bunch of them in holding, including Miss Miller, who you so graciously brought over for us. We're just wondering why they
3: were there. That I would not know, actually. Perhaps Taylor made other calls, or... They heard something, but that is not information I'm privy to. Miss Miller, of course, was with me at the time, so that's her reason for being there.
6: Uh, Good. What's your relationship with her?
3: Uh, I was asking her about the robberies earlier that day. No prior relationship between us. We just happened to be talking at the time. She was your contact to Mr. Taylor who made the call. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time.
6: Isn't that how it always seems to be? Inari stands up. I going to get a drink. Is that okay?
3: Can you get oh. one for me too? <laughs> I look at I look at David and I say, "Could you actually get me a drink?"
4: I gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> Even uh, bigger win for him.
6: Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've gotten an order as an agent. <laughs> um, let's jump to the prison cells. Bethany, you're brought in and sat down. Aiden, Felicity, and Raven are also just sitting there, just waiting. What do you say?
1: So you guys had any good sleep or? It was fine. I slept
5: great. How I was... don't
1: sleep, so. Oh, really? Wow, that's interesting. You realize that's weird, right? Like, you don't sleep. Just came up just now. Well, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I'm sure it's nice. Do you want to play some icebreakers, maybe? Like, we could do that. Why did you
2: call Inari? Oh, I, I didn't. And she
6: kind of, like, looks at Raven, like,
1: back me up here.
2: Yeah, seriously, what was with the 2 a.m. recording of you talking to her?
1: Oh, 2 a.m. was when the conversation ended. I know you might not be able to tell time because, you know, you either don't sleep or you sleep all day. I can't really tell the difference when you don't leave your house. But our conversation ended at 2 a.m., and that's why I sent you the message then. You were the only other option besides Agent Whitaker, and if I had my brains taken out, I thought it would be nice for someone else to have some sort of evidence that I was with Anari.
2: But um, why did you go alone without telling anybody? Yeah,
1: that was so dangerous. Let's, let's pitch a situation. I say, I'm going to go talk to Anari, the person who might be a monster. I'm sure the first reaction would be, no, don't. And the second would be, let's all go along. In which case, I would have not felt comfortable with that either. Because if anything, I'm the hottest, nicest, cutest person here. She's going to trust me the most. Can't argue with that one. Yeah, but she is the monster. You, you know that right bethany look i think saying people are monsters is really not a good start for trying to rehabilitate them what i would recommend is that we say allegedly because we could make her better and i think i'm just saying in my past experiences shadowing psychologists you don't tell people they're monsters when they do murder their spouses because they usually get angrier And there are rehabilitation programs, people who murder their spouses. A lot of the times it's second-degree murder or, you know, similarly a murder of passion. They get in a fight, they get angry. It could have been something like that. Even if she is something that can become a fox, I don't think that we should label her as someone we should kill or treat as a monster
2: because she could be rehabilitated. But we don't know that. There's so many things we don't know, and you just went in alone to the person who is most likely the monster.
1: You're one to fucking talk. You've been alone all your life and seem pretty happy with it. So let me do it for once.
6: Whoa, I'm sensing a lot of, let's just not bring up any, like, drama, okay?
2: I revert back to, like, the middle school stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Raven just sits back down. She's, like, fiddling with her phone. She's she's checked out of this conversation. She has nothing else to Uh, say to Bethany.
6: Aiden is just, like, bewildered was not expecting this, like, hostility. Because she's thinking, like, well, we're we're all in jail together. Like, are we going to figure this thing out? And you two are fighting again, which is, like, (laughs) she doesn't know how to deal with that.
1: Bethany's like trying but she's like she's still going she's like okay so let's talk about dangerous things to do another dangerous thing to do is leave your ex-friend alone with people that you don't know one of whom might be a demon the other of whom is an agent for some organization that hunts monsters for a living oh let's talk about dangers right now Raven because clearly it's always Bethany's fault you left me behind and you did you said nothing
2: to apologize you were just like oh I thought you were good oh you can never stop playing the victim can you you are absolutely playing the victim. I told this you I let initially hit A fucking blog does not mean
5: that- 100% um. to change the subject. Um. <laughs> what conversation with Inari? <laughs> so,
6: Felicity, you are finding out now for the first time that Bethany went to talk to Inari. Aiden is just like, okay. And she's going to put a hand on both Bethany and Raven. And she's going to try and use her I thought we
2: were in ability. separate cells. <laughs> Oh no, you guys are, oh, no. No, you yeah, guys guys are been all been in, a 10, in the the like, room. <laughs>
6: there's about to be a prison cell fight. Uh, I thought
2: Raven had I thought they were in cells next to each other and Raven had the bars to protect her from Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. But Raven will show Felicity the she'll like pull out the recording and hand it to her and let her listen to it and be like, I was gonna tell you this morning, but you know, officers came and got us, so we didn't really have time to talk about it. Didn't seem like appropriate conversation all for right. the back of the cop car. So here you go.
6: Aiden leaves that conversation and goes over to Hugo and tries to get your attention. Like, while they're going at it, she just, like, puts her head up against the bars. How are you doing?
0: So Hugo is lying on the ground with his legs up against the wall.
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm fine. Not sure why I'm here, but I'm fine.
5: Do I have ghosty? Ghosty is not
6: around. This is feeling a lot like that vision you had, Felicity.
5: Yep god damn it (laughs) It's more
1: arguing than you initially pictured yeah Yeah. do I remember
5: Uh, when he left
6: when you woke up he wasn't immediately there and you were sort of just rushed into the police car so he's not around you're not really sure where he went in order to like sink us with that vision Mm -hmm. Bethany what is the thing you say to Raven that like makes her so upset that you kind of win the argument but you both lose at the same time
1: (laughs) Oh shit, I'm trying to think of something. I end it with, and I moved on and I did my own thing and I wasn't your little blog follow anymore and now you left me behind and you're gonna do it again. So sorry that I didn't call you immediately about my plan. All I wanted was a goddamn apology.
2: Yeah, it really sounds like you moved on, huh? Cool.
6: Oof, <laughs> okay. So, it's all out in the open. Bethany is, is hurt. And, Raven, you're you're pissed, but, like, also probably very hurt. Like, this is not the way you wanted to spend this Sunday. <laughs> Felicity, mm. your friends are fighting. Yes. Can you do anything about that?
5: Oh, God. I don't know. I don't think I have anything like that. I don't know what I could do. Felicity is not... Well versed in social interaction, she does not know how to deal with with when people one are talking to her or two are showing emotions around her. This is a whole new territory for her. I think she's tapped out. I think she's. I don't think she can really do anything. Why don't you roll? What's her ability
6: when something bad's going to happen?
5: Ah, hunches. Yes. Mm. So when something bad is going to happen somewhere that you aren't roll plus sharp on a 10 plus you knew where you needed to go just in time to get there 12.
6: Okay. See, that means you get a pretty clear vision, right?
5: That means I know where I am needed and I get there just in time.
6: You get this hunch and you know that you're all going to have to stick together in the very near future. And when you have that thought, the sprinklers in the office in the jail center go off. But I wanna to jump to Damien. This is gonna rewind time for like the last 10 minutes while that argument is happening. Damien, you and Anari are out in the break room.
4: Just one question, is, is that like fun or a chore?
6: She's like putting a tea bag in like one of those styrofoam cups. I'm not sure what you mean, Agent.
4: That's fair. That's fair. When you play video games, is it fun or is it a chore?
6: <laughs> she kind of cocks her head. She's like, are you all right?
4: The Germans, man. They're weird. I'm just curious, you know, people doing what they do.
6: Yeah, when you say people doing what they do, you get a cold feeling in the room and the lights do that like flickering, darkening thing. Mm. And her smile gets, like, inhumanly large. And she says, I don't suppose either
4: of us know what people do. Isn't that right? But is it fun? Like, is it (laughs) it enjoyable? Or is it, like, a pain in the butt? I'm just...
6: And she has made another cup of tea and kind of brings it over to you and hands it to you. Oh, thank Uh, you you see like the the room there's like a little mist on the ground kind of emanating from her
4: what i do to people is like breathing i need to do it
6: i'm sure you understand you have your own proclivities
4: yeah absolutely i just I, i i i'm really impressed by everything just a a plus it's terrifying Just lots of respect. I like emulating people and just trying to figure out, you know, if what's cool and what's fun and exciting and what's what's a pain in the butt, what's things you can just run away from.
6: She nods. Her movements are not natural now because you're alone in this little side room. Mm. And she kind of just like flows around you but like her head also like turns dramatically, you know, like she's moving almost like this, like slinking swirling smoke tendril. What I find annoying and a pain in the butt, as you say, is people getting in the way of my hunt. And she puts her hand on you and her nails dig into your shoulder a little bit. They're very long and sharp at this point. And she just melts over your shoulder and back in front of you and like tiptoes her finger up the side of your face, Damien. And she says, the question is, is it really worth it for you to get in my way?
4: I'm just standing here.
6: Damien, read a bad situation.
4: Yeah, that that seems, oh, minus one fun. Uh, So instead of eight, it's a seven. Uh, Seven to nine, hold one.
1: Okay, so you
6: get to ask one of those questions then.
4: I know the best way in and out. She seems like the clearest danger and the biggest threat. I guess it's probably what's the best way to protect the victims.
6: You see the um, burner for the kettle has a paper plate that someone left sitting on the counter. When she took the kettle off, to pour the hot water for your tea. She then, like, set it back down on the counter, not, like, paying attention, and placed it on this paper plate, and it's smoking a little bit. And you think if it keeps smoking, it's maybe going to cause a distraction that you could use to distract her attention away from the other people. But you need to do something in order to, like, keep her focus away from that.
4: Well, so if, like, there's flame going, there's flammable things around, right? Oh, yeah. So I could knock stuff into the fire, right?
6: I mean, it's small. You could let it get bigger, but you're gonna need to keep her from noticing it for like a couple more
4: seconds. I am not trying to get in your way. I'm I'm not human either. You know, these are just puns (laughs) to me. I just, they fascinate me. That's, I'm just looking at the different options, you know, whether it's jet skis or roller coasters.
6: And she kind of like pulls away from a second. She's still eyeing you, so her attention's not on what's happening in the yeah. little kitchenette. She says, "You're not under orders,
4: are you?" No, I don't. I don't do that. I don't like orders. I saw some people who didn't follow orders, and I was like, "Let's do that." Well, if so you like, don't have you worked with someone before, or do you just solo it? That grin kind of
6: goes back to a normal size and she says i've never had an accomplice before could be fun
4: what's what's tasty
6: oh, the heart that i would never share i'm sorry but the
4: brain Oh, that sounds disgusting don't knock it till you try it
6: what do you say as the like fire has now licked up in his eating through some, some plastic.
4: I get what you're saying about the hunt. When you've just, you've got that thing you want, and it's right in front of you, and I, I get that want. I get it.
6: And when you say that, the fire has now made enough smoke that the alarm in the break room goes off.
5: Me, 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 me.
6: And she turns around like, what? And <laughs> the sprinkler system kicks on drenching basically everything and she whips around at you. Her eyes go from human to bright red. Damn you demon. Everyone else Agent Whitaker, you're in the office with the sheriff. Did you say anything you want to like roleplay out before we have this moment of complete bedlam?
3: Uh, I think considering it sounds like a distraction has occurred, I'm not going to go through with bribing the sheriff. (laughs) 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 I think that may cause more complications on top of already complicated things. Mm
6: -hmm. Do you like pitch him an idea that the kids that showed up, they're just nosy kids?
3: I think, yeah, I think he does because he doesn't want them involved. It's like, they're, look at him. He says, I don't think these kids have really anything to do with this. They just kind of showed up. I think they might have been walking across the street, if anything, and wanted to see what was happening. You can question them, but I don't think you're going to get much useful out of them.
6: Well, we don't have anything on record for any of them. Mostly, we were hoping one of them might have caught wind of where that animal might have run off to. It has to have gone somewhere. You know, if it attacked Taylor, it's going to keep going after things. We think it might be rabid.
3: Yeah, we'll keep an eye out, but... Again, these, the kids weren't even there that long. They, they sort of showed up near the end. I don't think they even... I don't think they saw anything. I think you might just be wasting your time with them. Not to tell you how to do your job, of course.
6: No, I I appreciate your your expertise. Why don't we go see... And... So the sprinklers now are soaking the two of you. Damien. Inari. She's still human-looking, but she kicks you across the room. Not in a way that is like super forceful but she just kind of like shoves you and like kind of tries to get past you to get to where the sheriff is you're gonna try and stop her
4: yeah if i can get between her and the door that's ideal why don't you not have to grab her
6: why don't you act under pressure you're sort of you're sort of taking initiative
4: here uh, there's no modifiers, so it's just a 7. The Keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay.
6: I'm going to give you a hard choice. If you try and stop her, she's going to hurt you. Now she's in a room where there's water building up on the floor, and she like needs to get out of this building. So you can try and slow her down, and you might succeed at that, but it's going to hurt.
4: Yeah, his his desire is to be the best, coolest agent he can be. He's got his quarry right there. He's got a hunt. You
6: get into the doorway and are kind of just like, Nope, not going anywhere. Mm. And her fingers extend into these long, sharp points. And without even saying anything, she just... And the moment freeze frames and we see Damien's body like falling back blood coming out of his throat and then time speeds up again and she trips over you because when you land you just sploosh into your original form (laughs) you do take two harm but you you become this like sticky mess on the ground that she's now just like "Ah, ah," like trying to step through and like get her way past officer dodge comes running with sort of like a, a clipboard above her head to like keep the rain out of her face. And she's got the keys. We gotta get you out of here. I guess there's a fire? So she opens the door and lets you all out. She turns around and opens your, the door to your cell also, Hugo. Just right outside, go! She kind of like turns to lead the way out of the building.
5: I'm gonna turn to everyone and say, we need to stick together. Let's go.
0: Okay. Oh, no.
6: So as you come around the corner, Agent Whitaker, how do you and the sheriff respond to the the sudden fire alarm and the the sprinklers going off?
3: I would like to stop and think, visualize the layout of the police station, and I see them coming out right. So I know they're still not they're not still locked up, right?
6: At this point, no. I'm saying like that's happening simultaneously with this action
3: you're going to take. I see. Okay. Well, um, I I haven't seen Damien or Inari yet but I'm going to read a bad situation to try and figure out how to prioritize what is clearly not just a regular fire alarm. That's a nine. I get to hold one. So you get one question. I, I guess we'll kind of go with the general what's the best way to protect the victims in the sense of like, where is Inari gonna go? Is she gonna bust out of here? Is she gonna attack anyone on the way? What's my insight on that?
6: So you know that in general the more people that find out about these supernatural happenings the harder and harder it becomes for the agency to contain it getting people to be quiet figuring out ways to explain everything away you're like oh no like now not only do all these kids that i've met know about this stuff but this sheriff is going to find out and that's going to involve the local law enforcement and all this stuff and so you're like panicking in the moment where you're like no i can't let another like innocent person be drawn into this encounter so as the sheriff is like getting up and rushing past you you figure the best way to like protect him and the other officers is to put them out of commission somehow like okay you've got like it's it's damage control time Right? Because you're other, you're also thinking like, what did Damien do? Oh God. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
6: Right? So I'll if you can come goodness. up with a creative way to like not I, I have an idea if you'd like me to suggest it.
3: Yeah. I mean I mean I was just I might with that in mind I might just knock the man out, but uh yeah. uh um, was that your idea? Well
6: my idea was you, you, you've been in this office and the, the station a couple more times and you've seen that like it's an older place it's not like brand new or anything like that and you've actually seen like in some areas where like a light switch doesn't work or you know they, they have like things taped over or whatnot like sockets that like they don't want used because it's like oh it could short out and so you think Natalie
3: uh, that could kill people
6: <laughs> no 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 because you, you as an agent you have equipment
3: Okay.
6: You have a little stun thing, I think. Uh, I'm gonna give you this item, a taser. Uh, like a taser. Yeah. So if you want to quickly tase Sheriff Blake, you can kind of write it off later.
2: I'm sure the fire's out by now. It was only a teeny tiny fire. Yeah, it was and a the kitchen fire. Last thing, like yeah. they,
6: the, the, the sprinklers handled it, but it'll be fine.
2: Just so glad it. that the sprinklers are hiding
1: both of our just sad, angry tears. <laughs> yeah (laughs) it's a sprinkler it's got water in my eye
3: (laughs) yeah uh i'll tase him i'll (laughs) 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 i make Uh, sure he doesn't fall face down in the water because that would be horrible
6: and when you step out of his office you see inari struggling in this slime that's on the ground and it looks like Damien.
3: God, the, and she's still in her human form? Still
6: looks human, yeah. Oh, man. Her nails um, are a little long, but they've retracted from her, like, attack on him.
3: Okay, I mean, ideally, we don't do this fight here. Like, ideally, we let her get away, but also... I don't let her get away. Can I try to... Can I try to grapple and, like, wrestle her outside? Put her in well, a jail cell. I could just throw her into jail She She can turn into flower petals.
6: You got to think about what you know about the kitsune and her weaknesses.
3: Well, I know she like transforms and she sees a reflection and you you can't hurt her while she's in human form. So until we find a mirror somewhere. Well, uh, I can't imagine there's a lot of them around the station.
6: It's not her reflection in a mirror. It's her reflection in water.
3: Yeah, that's why I was, const- I mean, that we just have to wait for the sprinklers to fill up and I don't know if we can keep her there for that long. And even when she does transform, it's going to be like, well, there are still officers in the building. Like, I haven't like- given you an easy situation. <laughs> no, yeah, no, which is why I'm puzzling. Why I'm puzzling.
6: It's fine. Just- if you want to just kind of be like, oh, crap, and like, we can jump to somebody else for now.
3: I'm going to try tasing her.
6: Okay. <laughs> You're gonna have to kick some ass, 'cause like running up and being like stun gun.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. All right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, it's an eight. So we both.
6: You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. She she is in her human form, so when you run over and like go to tase her, she kind of just throws her hand up instinctually. Yeah. And- and it like shocks, or you can see it's like arcing, uh, especially with all the like water and stuff around.
3: <sighs> you again.
6: <sighs> and we'll just push you. You would take one harm, but you have your flak jacket. Uh, so, so you kind of you just slam into like a file cabinet that's now getting soaked.
3: All right, all right.
6: Hugo, and uh, the others. As you come around the bend, you see Anari stuck in this goo. The water's coming down. Agent Whitaker is getting up from a file cabinet that he seems to have knocked into.
5: So was it just Officer Dodge and the sheriff? Or was there more officers in the building?
6: There's no one else in the building. Rawlings, like, left once you were all here okay. to go back out. I don't know how many police officers a small town like Autumn Falls should have, but yeah, like I have the three enough. that I gave names to. So,
5: cool. <laughs> um, so if it's just the two of them right now, can I try to bring them back to and lock them in the jail cell to get them out of the way?
3: That'll be a hell of a roll.
5: We can't go this way. Let's go this way and try to go back where we came from. Do you want to try and manipulate
6: Officer Dodge to like leave this Actually, area?
3: I can help with that, cause I can say there's an open socket up ahead, and it's like spraying sparks into the water. You don't want to go this way.
6: Okay. All right. Why yeah. don't you roll? You roll manipulate, and you roll help out. Sure. All right. Let me find.
3: That's an eleven.
6: All right, you're gonna get plus one to your roll, Felicity, when you're beautiful.
5: Ma- Nine.
6: They'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it.
5: I'm going to run the other way. <laughs> I'm going to run back the way we came and be like, nope. Okay. And just run back.
6: When you start running back, Officer Dodge being, you know, a good police officer, she's like,
5: you can't, we have to get, come back here. So Trust she me, like, I know. Let's go.
6: <laughs> yeah, so she she's running after you. So you've drawn her away. What's everyone else doing?
4: I'm still blocking an RV. I'm, I'm out.
1: I'm
6: You're kind of a puddle, yeah. <laughs> a viscous, sticky puddle.
2: Raven's gonna step carefully around the Damien puddle, and if yeah. Agent Whitaker's still like on the floor, she's gonna try and like give him a hand up, and he just seems like the only person of authority she can kind of trust right now, and she's gonna be like, what do we do?
3: Get out of here. and Don't let anyone else into the building.
2: All right. And Raven's going to do exactly that. She's going to book it out. <laughs>
0: okay, Raven book. it. Fill up it. a cup with water. <laughs> is Anari still in human form or? She
6: is still human right now. Yeah, Hugo. So, but you probably see the opportunity here.
0: Well, Hugo's going to look at Agent Whittaker's like, is that? Because he has no idea who Anari is. Oh. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> so, by any chance, is there still any coffee pots in the break room? There's
6: no lot. There's one that's like not on fire anymore. The, the, Does it
0: have any coffee in it?
6: It's got hot water in it. Hmm. It's like a it's like a polished tea kettle. Yeah.
0: Not sure if that's good enough.
6: What are you trying to do with it?
0: Stick it in the
3: face. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Look at yourself! (laughs) Just kind of, like, try to force her head down to look at the floor where there's water on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a linoleum floor, so.
0: Let's go with that, then.
3: I'll help out.
6: Let's say act under pressure because you're not really hurting her in this moment. And she is, like, gonna fight back, like, but in this form she's not as like strong. She just, she's not she's just a person.
0: Well, hmm. I guess that actually makes the question of do we want her to change?
6: You do if you want to yeah. slay her.
5: We can't hurt her in a human form.
0: If you if you don't change her, she'll
6: get away or she might start using
0: her illusion magic. Oh nope, nope. We can't be having that. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
5: I'll say that.
6: That's my soft move against you guys is that as she's like struggling and while you're like trying to put together like, oh, do we fight her? Do we not? She eventually manages to like (laughs) her way out of Damien and just kind of spins on all of you. And it's like, I'm putting an end to this and reaches her hands out. And that fog that was swirling around her with you, Damien, starts to like fill the room. It's like the, the sprinklers hitting the floor are just instantly vaporizing and becoming this, like, thick mist.
3: All right, we got we to gotta force her to look at the ground before the mist obscures everything. Hugo, you, me, let's do this. Or, yeah, you got this. I got it. You're ten. good, you're fine.
6: All right, you see her performing some magic, but you don't let that phase you. You rush over, and I guess use some of your karate training, right? There's holds and things in that that can get someone to the ground.
0: At this time, it's probably going to be more along the lines of um, jiu-jitsu.
6: Okay. So you, you grapple her and kind of bring her to the ground, at which point she does catch a glimpse of her face as you're like forcing it up against the linoleum. And she snarls at you as her body starts to warp and shift and like her bones crack and white fur starts to spread and grow and even like grows out of like the clothes she's wearing it's like they were illusionary to begin with hugo she she knocks you back off of her or maybe you let go and kind of like back up to take a position with agent whitaker yeah she pushes you away you kind of are not gonna sit there and try and like resist as she transforms it's quiet for a minute and the mist has risen it's not, like, fully obscuring your vision, but you just see her figure, like, rising up. Her back arcs in an unnatural way uh, until it, like, snaps back forward, stepping out of this, like, very misted portion of the break room. You see Anari. not one tail, behind her. Nine.
0: I will not let you end the hunt.
6: Well, hello, adventurers. Danger is staring down our heroes. Will you jump to their aid? Quickly, take up your sword! The call to arms goes out! Oh, wait. Uh, actually, do you know how to use that sword? Like, really, no? Okay, well, our sponsor this week could show you a thing or two first, so you don't hurt yourself. Dan Burns is a professional sword fighter, living history educator, and entertainer who has been serving New England for over seven years. Dan is available for in-person events throughout New England and offers online classes worldwide. You can learn more at danburnsswords.com. If you're an educator or parent with kids doing distanced learning and are interested in living history or sword fighting classes, you can find Dan's programs on outschool.com or contact him about performing a demonstration at your school or library. When it's safe, of course. If you're just a nerdy adult who's interested in sword fighting as a hobby, Dan has adult courses on yourteachablemoment.com. So contact Dan Burns, Swordsman, bringing history to life. Look after those swords, adventurers. There's monsters on
0: the
4: loose. Well, if we each grab a tail... (laughs) Or two, or two,
0: or <laughs> two. How far away is she from the sink? And does the uh, sink have a spray function? So
6: The break room is just like a little, it's not a very big room. It's literally enough for like a kitchenette counter and a little table with two chairs. And she is in front of that room's doorway because that's where Damien like turned into a mess and stuck her up. So she's in like the welcoming space, like the lobby basically. It's just like what you first come into when you enter the sheriff's office. His personal office is back from there. The break room's off to the side. And if you go to the off to the other side, it loops around and down a corridor are the, the cells.
4: Can I grab onto the tail in such a way that I'm not trying to hold her down because I feel like that would be too difficult. But just like to grab onto it, so if someone else tries to grab, they're not trying to grab onto wet animal hide. They've got some gel in their grip. Oh, so my yeah. roll to help someone grab the tails.
6: I'll say if you want to help out by using your stickiness to like get some of her tails restrained, uh, you can. Perfect.
4: Eight. I grant them plus one to their role, but I expose myself to trouble and or danger. Which sounds about right.
6: Yeah, trouble or danger. I mean, you're now attached to the monster that puts you in danger. <laughs> yes. And her she's gonna try and probably focus on you, at least at first, to get you off of her. Are you trying to congeal back into a humanoid shape or are you staying as sort of your little slime pile?
4: What Ever is better for holding her in place and helping out. Like if just the gel form helps give that, someone the extra grip, and that'll do it, then great. But if they need like a full body wrestling with I the tail, I it's, think
6: it's up to you. It's whatever you want it to be.
4: Uh, he'll stay as gel, but probably okay. look to transform to human if need be.
6: Yeah, you've got a you've got a green slime on your side, everyone, and he he grabs one of the tails to try and like distract her, restrain her whatever. Aiden's move as she sees this thing like transforming, there's like a a fire extinguisher and like a fire axe. And so she's going to take the extinguisher, use it to smash the, the case and get the fire axe out and she'll toss it to Hugo. So she's going to roll help out. So she's got a plus one. So that's a 10. So yeah, Hugo, you got plus one ongoing being The only hunter at the moment who has a sharp uh, object.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. That's going to be interesting. We don't need sharp. You just need to grab a tail.
6: Well, you got to hurt him somehow. Yeah. Bethany, what are you up to? You have seen Inari turn into the monster. So.
1: We saw the mystery, guys. We can pull off her head. She's secretly this widow. I don't really have much I think I can do. I think I'm also booking it. Maybe, like, at a, a fast walk, I do want to see what's going to happen. I also, mm, it's like I'm torn because I know she'd she either want to leave or want to take a video. The, is her
4: phone waterproof?
1: That could go fucking viral.
6: I mean, her phone is pretty soaked.
1: Yeah, no, I, I leave. My phone isn't worth risking any further. Or I attempt to. Like I, I, I try to hurry out the way that I think we came in through the precinct. Okay
6: let's jump to felicity when you are running down the hallway
1: mm-hmm.
6: you see splish splashing in the like water and coming to meet you is ghosty
0: yay
6: and he looks like he, he's doing that like you know the fat mouse in cinderella
5: my and he's precious just, little ghosty yeah
6: he's just like ah, ah, ah.
5: <laughs> where have you been
6: So he and Tom, like, arrive, and they kind of run over and, like, hug your little, your shin, basically. And they, like, scurry up. Meanwhile, Agent Dodge, like, finally catches up to you.
5: She's like, we gotta leave. What are you doing? Not out that way. Listen, it's, I know where it's gonna be the safest place to stay out of danger. I know. I'm gonna tell you a secret right now. I'm gonna tell you something. You're gonna need to believe me, okay? I can see the future. And you okay. need to go into that jail cell.
6: All right, manipulate someone. <laughs> Eight. Only if you do something to show that you mean it. I think I've got the thing that you do. Oh it's God. It's not okay. really something you do. Mm-hmm. It's something that Ghosty and Tom do. Beautiful. They unglamour on your shoulder. You've got are your, you're standing and like pointing at the at the cell, like way in there, right? <laughs> 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 um, and when ghosty like unglamorous for a second he changes a little bit and his like one little black feather on his back flares into like a full headdress and his body it's like a little less pudgy and he kind of elongates and just like screeches at her like a little falcon on your shoulder basically this weird sort of like ermine with a bird skull head and your your hair like as he's doing this it gets even more voluminous (laughs) (laughs) with this with this spooky energy and she like uh, like backs away and like backs into the jail cell it being the furthest thing from you at the moment
5: all right i shut the jail cell and that's that's the door it latches mm-hmm.
6: and she is just like in there. Like, what the hell is that thing?
5: You saw nothing.
6: Uh, and, Bye. And, and, and when you say you didn't see anything, Ghosty just glamours again. And he's back to his little pudgy self sitting on your shoulder.
5: Raven, I think I got you a new blog reader. Um, uh, and then I'm scooting. I'm out of there. I am say, all right, see you later. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go back to the fight.
6: We get back to it. Raven, you've stepped outside the office.
2: I think she gets to the front doors, and then she hears Anari transform and stops and is like, oh, I can't leave. <laughs> there's some <this laughs> shit going down over there. Yeah. And I think she's going to try and, like, lock the front doors. So, like, if oh, the fire okay. department or someone comes, they can't get in quickly. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to try and figure out if she can just, like, lock the front doors from the inside.
6: Yeah, there's one of those and simple, like, turn locks. Yeah,
2: that's what I was that's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's gonna lock the doors, and I I want her to just like scan the lobby and see if there's anything she can use as a weapon. Anything like if there's like a nightstick or oh, I weapons. feel like a nightstick is something that would accidentally be casually left out without people like the officers wouldn't really think like oh this is dangerous like they're not gonna leave their gun on the counter but they might just like leave like a nightstick behind the front desk
6: yeah there's no just like loose firearms i'll tell you what there is there's a shovel like leaning against the door and it's like it's clearly for just like you're dealing with like roadkill they probably also use it for like salting the office parking lot that sort of thing So there's just like a a shovel there that you can pick up if you want to use it. She's going
2: to grab that and she's going to head back to where she hears like the the fight going down. I think she might stop before she gets there and like peek just to assess the situation. She's not going to just like book it back into the middle of the fight.
6: Bethany, you see Raven has just locked the front door and grabbed the old shovel that was leaning nearby. So you're leaving, but she just closed up the exit.
2: Are you serious? Oh, were you outside when she locked the door?
6: Uh, no. Bethany was inside, but she was about to leave, and then you were just closing the door.
2: Okay, I was so. <laughs> sorry. I misunderstood. I thought no, I actually locked. Didn't, you didn't. You didn't lock her out. You did not lock okay. her out. Um, yeah. If I see her at the door when I lock it, I will tell her it's so no one else can get in. Like she's free to leave. I'm not. I'm not trying to keep her there but I just don't want any more officers or, like, the fire department coming in. Are you staying? She's got the shovels. She's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta do something. We can't leave them in there. You you heard what Anari turned into. I gotta do something. Okay, I'm
1: gonna go make sure the people who don't know what the fuck is happening are safe and I turn and I, I, I go back into the fray to find any officers or anyone who has not been able to evacuate the building to bring them to safety.
3: There's one person who hasn't been able to well two. One's <laughs> unconscious. And one's the unconscious
6: the others in a jail cell. You'll find that out when you come back to the room. But you for is now
1: uh, Also any weapons that I can grab?
6: Yeah, there's not a lot. I'm trying to think of some other object you could like grab I can't think of one that would be like readily available.
4: Like a broom or a mop?
6: There's probably, yeah, there's like a broom. You could grab the handle of that. Yeah,
1: I grab, I grab a broom.
6: So you two have a moment. You rush uh, back towards the fight. Inari sees that her three main opponents, the same ones from the house, uh, Hugo, Aiden, and Whitaker, are ready to face off. Aiden hasn't done anything to physically change her appearance, but she does have her fists up like she's ready to fight and defend you both. Inari gets down on all fours, her tails start whipping the mist she's conjuring around, and she snarls at all of you. But it is this unearthly sound that cuts into you as she's trying to alter your perception again with more illusion magic, so I need those three hunters and Damien to act under pressure.
0: Under pressure. The ongoing thing is only for when I'm attacking, right? Yeah. Okay.
6: Aiden's good. She
4: got a twelve.
0: Seven. I also got a mix.
6: Okay, so the price to pay for the two of you, Damien, this sound resonates through your gelatinous body and it flings you off of Anari. Oh, uh, and Agent Whitaker, your instincts just kick you on automatically, and even though you probably don't need to, you go to catch Damien. He knocks into you and you both wind up on the ground again. Now uh, I've got slime
3: all over my suit. You've
6: been
0: slimed. And Hugo had a mix as well.
6: I think the hard choice for you, Hugo, is you have this axe, you know you've gotta go for her tails, but that's kinda the only strategy you have at the moment, and You might be feeling conflicted or stuck there in the moment. Like, oh, why does it have to be me? Why this sort of monster? Why here? Why now? And while you hesitate and try to figure out what your next move is, Aiden rushes at Inari, which doesn't give you a whole lot more time to think. She is going to kick some ass, so let's see how she does. Okay, plus her tough. That's a 10. Aiden is done playing around so she just goes up and punches this kitsune right in the face and inari reels from it her fox head basically slams hard into the floor from this hit and uh because this is kick some ass aiden's extra effect is going to be she she's using her attack against the monster to give you an opening hugo which will give you another plus one forward, meaning your very next roll. And also because this kicks some ass, Inari now gets to do harm to Aiden. So Inari claws at her with those long deadly claws, which slashes open the leg of Aiden's jeans. But her angelic toughness is keeping her protected from the amount of harm Inari can do with that attack. So she's all good. Who's up next?
3: Hugo, get in there, man. Yeah, you time got. To start you have, you have plus two to sh- cut one of her tail off. <laughs> like, Listen, I can attack her a bit as well. It's tough. Yeah, it's mm. it's tough to attack. That'll be a time. Go in for the kill.
0: <laughs> oh, only a nine though.
6: So on a nine, you and whoever fighting inflict harm on each other.
0: And unfortunately, I'm not wearing my armor because it's old
6: armor. Mm. Ooh. So she's going to use her claw attack on you as you come around and slash at her with this axe. I'll say it's two harm. I think that makes sense, that it would be about the same damage as her claw. So she slashes at you for two. She gets you across the ribs, and you bring this fire axe down, and you chop one of her tails off. And when you do, she lets out this blood-curdling scream, and the tail burns away. And what's left is just this scent of flowers, smoke, and steam that rises into the air.
3: Nice. That's a thing.
0: But yeah, you got two yeah. harm, Hugo.
3: Ow. Who's next? I, I haven't done something in a little bit. I'm going to try and also cut off a tail, I guess. I'm not <laughs> using my gun, I'm using my big knife. I'm just going <laughs> to try to grab a tail and just, let's do this.
6: Your handy taser knife.
2: Could Raven try and hit her in the face with the shovel first?
6: To try and,
2: like, it would technically be kick some ass, but in an effort to, like, stun her, to give someone else kind of, like, advantage to Mm -hmm. chop the tail off?
6: Yeah, you're kind of following in Aiden's lead and, like, keeping her attention forward.
2: Yeah, so she's just going to step up and try and, like, slap her with the shovel. (laughs) So um, would that be a kick some ass roll?
6: would be like yes out. i think it would be if you want to like add your cool because you're helping out instead of your tough if that like helps you in any way
2: they're both the same but okay. we could say that i'll add my cool to help out Ooh, that's not good that's a five total
4: mark experience mark
6: experience <laughs> <laughs> on a miss you get your ass kicked instead okay that makes um, sense
2: The shovel was heavier than I thought it would be.
6: I think it's just, it's not balanced, and it's not really a weapon you're used to using. Like, you Mm -hmm. miss your your knives.
2: I left them at home because we were going to the police department.
6: You go to smack her, and before you can, she claws at you. So you'll take two harm also. Ouch.
2: I'm sorry, I did not help. Help I mean, I guess I technically distracted her.
3: I did roll an eight to try and cut off her tail. All
6: right, you inflict harm on each other. So this is your second encounter with this monster. You're starting to get a feel for her fighting pattern. And you come in while she's engaged with Raven, which is stress-inducing because, like, why are these kids getting involved? Ah! But you slash at one of her tails, and it also bursts into petals that instantly catch fire and vanish. She will kick at you with one of her hind legs, which will do another two harm to you. Which I think your armor reduces by one, right?
3: Reduced by one.
6: Damien, what are you up to right now? How are you going to help? Uh, Damien.
4: Damien is going to unpuddle and go after her. There's not any other sharp objects, so he's going to. If you can,
6: I mean, if anyone can think of like a way to inflict damage to the tails, because like you might not have to cut them okay. off, right? You could
4: maybe just, okay, I could just render that really with yeah. my life drain ability. My there you life go. drain attack. So yeah. Yeah, the demon will go back to naked Kendall doll and uh, <laughs> go for the tail grab, which is only one harm, but that is some intimate life drain.
6: And that helps you, right?
4: Uh, yes, but I do have a minus one on this roll, so.
6: Does it say it's magical?
4: No, but I do have ignore armor. That works. That's important. Total of seven.
6: Alright, just enough for a mix. We're both gonna inflict harm again. Your life drain deals the harm to her and this tail withers. It's like the fur dries out and just sort of falls apart, like there was nothing mm. underneath it. You get a little bit of vitality back from that, but then our oh slash the- <laughs> <laughs> but then our slash across the face. So okay. so you heal one, you harm two. It's a total of one harm. How are you doing, by the way?
4: Uh, I'm at three now. Okay. So one more and I'm unstable.
6: Okay, so yeah. When she slashes you, you have to take a second to not lose the human form you're trying to maintain. As her claws just rip into you, you have to focus for a moment to keep from just melting again. Alright. Does anyone else want to try something?
1: Have I, have I left since since then?
6: You're with Raven. She just came and yes. smacked it in the face, so... <laughs> or tried to.
1: Oh, how's she doing? Uh, like, where is she, like, a location-wise to review?
6: Raven got slashed, probably in her arms, uh, when she went to, like, swing the shovel. She's up towards the head. Whitaker and Hugo are around the back legs, slashing at the tails. Damien was also back there and has been attacked recently. And Felicity, I think, is just coming around the corner now uh, with Ghosty.
1: And am I able to go to other rooms at this point in time? Like, I'm not being
6: targeted. You don't have to stay in the room, no. Yeah.
1: I run to... I'm looking for a first aid kit.
6: There is one in the break room, if you want to try and get in there.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I run to to get the first aid kit.
6: I think it's one of those things where you, like, you have to kind of dodge and dip, like, because her tails are whipping around and, like... Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to gotta act under pressure to get into this room and look yeah, for no a med kit. 11... I'm ready. You're fine. You 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 were a cheerleader, right?
1: Yeah, I was a cheerleader.
6: So probably using some of the like acrobatic <laughs> tricks you learned from that. You know, you're still pretty agile even though you haven't done it in a while. Maple um, Leafs,
1: baby, represent. <laughs> that was our mascot. <laughs> yep. Just a big maple leaf with like a face on the stomach. And like, I'm sure Autumn <laughs> Falls is really pissed because it's the Vernal Springs High maple leaf, uh, and they were like pissed because they're like, you took our fucking like thing.
5: Yeah, <laughs> in some weird battle, they wound
6: up with that mascot, even though yeah.
5: <laughs> Completely off topic. My high school mascot was actually a tree. So like,
3: <laughs> there's precedent.
5: Yeah, fits. I feel like like autumn
6: falls like in the like fallout of that decision, like their their mascot had to wind up being like a syrup jug <laughs> oh my God, I love it, yeah, but you slip by, you get into that break room, there's a med kit
1: on the wall. I sprint back. I know I can't fight very good. I can at least help people who are getting hurt.
6: There might not be time, you know what I mean, like, yeah, to slap a bandaid on somebody, but. <laughs>
1: And
4: I use magic to enchant Hugo's axe go so on. that it gets plus one harm and plus magic. So I imagine him having to go over and just grab the handle <laughs> and grab on like the end and to get his like slime on there but it's uh-huh. like acidic. So you can see the edge of the the axe is like steaming
3: Mm -hmm. a little bit, Mm. and
4: the the metal probably isn't as sharp anymore now that it's sort of doing the the magic damage. So I hope that makes you feel better about using sharp
3: things. I would like, before Hugo makes an attack, which I know he's going to make, I would like to to like try to wrestle with the kitsune's legs, like the back legs, just to hold like the back half of this kitsune stable. So the uh, okay. yeah, so the tails are easier to hack at.
6: First Damien has to use magic.
3: Oh, right, yeah, go ahead. We
6: can't just let magic happen.
3: <laughs> that's, that's as much as point. we all want to. <laughs> that's a very good point, thank you. Uh,
4: so seven with dice plus three is 10.
6: So you enchant the weapon. Is that one of the things?
4: That's the second one.
6: Yeah, perfect. So you have a a three-harm axe now, Hugo, and it's magically—it's it. magically enchanted by this like, you know, infernal sort of corrosion that Damien has so lovingly given to it.
0: <laughs> I like that.
6: All right, and Agent Whitaker, I'm gonna have you roll help out because now you're not trying to hurt it; you're trying to restrain it.
3: That's also a ten.
6: Hugo, you,
0: you have plus one. Plus the ongoing. I kind of wish I had thrown the axe to Agent Whitaker and had him do that.
3: Nah, man, you're the chosen one for the axe. Take next up time. The mantle.
0: Ne- next time, though. Yeah, I mean, Aiden <laughs> gave Hugo the
6: axe because she knows he's experienced and figured he didn't have a weapon, whereas Agent Whitaker did. That was her reasoning there, so.
0: That's it. It's
6: kind of on you, Hugo. You've got you have people backing you up.
0: <laughs> it's chop-chop time then, I guess, so... There's the plus one from the holding. Uh, and
6: you've got plus one ongoing from uh, the distractions up front.
0: And then I have plus one from toughness. Okay, let's see what happens. You got a 10. Hopefully that won't be too painful. You choose one extra effect. Oh. Oh.
5: You want to
6: inflict some terrible harm?
5: <laughs> Do it.
6: Yeah. Why not? Bumps yeah. it up to yeah. four. All right, four harm with this, like sickeningly sort of smoldering, corroding axe head. You slice at her, and you manage to take out three tails in one swing. They don't even get cut or bleed. Like, as soon as this corrosive uh, magic hits them from the axe blade, they melt and, like, get all, like, soupy for a second and just, like, boil away. It's nasty. Dreamwork. It's terrible. Um, It's
3: the dreamwork.
6: Does that let... Let's see on a seven plus. So I assume that means also with a 10, you and the creature inflict harm on each other. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I think. Mm-hmm.
6: All right. Aiden's going to step in and try to protect you such that you don't take any of that harm.
0: Oh no.
3: <laughs> That's nice of her. Well,
6: she doesn't have a weapon. All right. That's a seven plus her tough, which makes it a nine. So let's see, you protect them okay, but you'll sum for some or all of the harm they were going to get. Okay, good. Uh, I like this. So Hugo, you do this massive hit to the kitsune, and she's feeling it now, because that's how many tails. One, two, three, then the one you got originally, the one Damien life drained, and the one Agent Whitaker slashed at, right? So seven. So she's losing tails very quickly, being assailed from all sides by you guys. She whips around, this time without her claws, it's her giant fox mouth, which seems to, like, enlarge and the fangs grow bigger. Ah! And before it can come down on you, Aiden puts herself in the way and it chomps down on her, basically engulfing, like, her whole, like, shoulder. And for the first time, you actually hear her, like, scream in pain. Her angelic toughness is not coming into play here. as she takes a bunch of harm. Oh, no. It is five harm, intimate. Oh, shit! Aiden's built for this. So she has her armor. That's two. That knocks it down to three. And whenever she takes harm, she takes one less. So she winds up taking two harm.
3: God damn it. (laughs) I love that. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. That's really cool.
6: But again, for someone who you've seen fly through a wall, these things are actually biting her now.
3: Yeah.
6: So, who's next?
5: I would like to do something.
6: What you got, Felicity?
5: Am I able to use magic? That's just like a thing, right? Uh, If you tell me why and,
6: like, what your reasoning is, yes.
3: You're spooky.
5: You could yeah. do something spooky You're
6: spooky. Ass. You definitely have a connection to the supernatural that right. would, like, allow this to happen, but I want a description of what you're attempting. Okay,
5: cool. So... I want to basically try to get in her head, because uh, there's a use magic effect, trap a specific person, minion, or monster, so I want to just freeze her where she is by my brain magic powers.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I was thinking just, like, if I don't know if you could do this, but I really want someone to freeze the water on the ground just to, That's like, That's exactly what I was thinking. Right? Isn't it good? <laughs> so
6: here's what happens roll magic and let's see how your roll goes
5: roll plus weird plus i feel like for
2: felicity having some kind of like elemental magic makes more sense mm. than like being able to like force her to do it in her head
5: okay yeah we can she just It just seems like a that very makes sense.
2: naturey kind of person
5: seven nine i got a nine
6: nine on a use magic you choose your effect and a glitch
5: all right. Um so I want to trap her where she is so she can't mm-hmm. move. Yeah. Um I'll say I'll take a harm.
0: Ooh. Dang.
4: Yeah. Getting dirty.
5: I reach my hands into the water on the ground. And mm-hmm. freeze well, the water that
6: I have, I have a flavor yeah. for Felicity's magic that I want to I wanna use because it plays into my like, long-term plans.
5: Yeah, do it.
6: When you come around the corner and you see this fight going on, you're kind of like, uh, 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 what do I do, what do I do? And you see Hugo like, pull off his big move and Aiden get like chomped on. And when she screams, your eyes like dilate for a second and time just sort of freezes in that moment. And Felicity, you you just see the kitsune there, and she's biting Aiden, but her eye kind of like turns and is now looking at you. Mm-hmm. And you hear her voice in your head. What are you? Time is stopped for a second, and you're like, no, like you, you just kind of like point <laughs> at her. Bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and time resumes and the kitsune her lower jaw like opens a little and aiden drops out and her, the the swirling of her tails is just like stuck for a second your eyes roll back you get like blood coming out of your nose and you just fall back on the ground none of you notice this time effect you just hear felicity yell no and the kitsune locks up for a
0: second so you have an opening
3: get her sure. you go <laughs> i'm
0: pretty sure that, that brings. Probably Agent Whitaker at this point.
6: Alright, Agent, Agent Whitaker. Yeah, you haven't done anything Raymond. in a while. Yeah. One of you two.
3: Agent Whitaker gets up off the floor first. I and... mean, it's,
6: it's slippery. You guys have been knocked around by this monster. She's this big beast. You've been slashing at her tails, but like you know to do
3: that. Yeah, uh, and I'm just going to, I guess, stab at another tail. Yeah. Kick some butt. It's an eight.
2: Alright.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you would trade harm with her, but she's frozen.
3: <laughs> nice. So
6: I think you're fine. Yeah, you can slash at a tail, which I think leaves one
3: left. Oh my god. End. Sure does.
6: One tail left. And when you slash at her other tail, she now has this, like, desperate, feral look in her eyes. She'll forfeit her, like, do damage to you because she was stuck with Felicity's
1: uh, magic. But
6: she really wants to leave. He's got to move.
1: Are we good? Are we going to kill her? Yeah, f- Yeah, we got her Dar- now. Darling, we got her.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> she said to finish it. I like this, this moment, though, of, like,
1: <laughs> Anthony, what do you say? Jail, so? I put down the first aid kit, and I, I step up. Oh, boy. Um, Hi. Hey, Anari. I know you're really hurting right now, and you also have a very different set of needs than humans do, it seems. You have a different way of probably feeling remorse and empathy towards other people. But I think that that is not an impossibility. And I know you probably didn't love Chase, but you probably loved somebody and you might've been scorned. And if you don't hurt us, I'm happy to be someone that you can help figure that out with.
6: When you say that, her eyes are like locked on you and she like has has been more active at like keeping everyone else away from her last tale but she says i don't need pity from a human and she's gonna leap at bethany oh. somebody, wanna protect. Protect. Protecting protecting somebody want sister. to stop her protect
0: us
2: protecting somebody wants to stop her. protect raven wants to protect her <laughs> there we go thank raven, you
4: who? thank you thank you thank you what are you doing raven
2: i think she As soon as she saw Bethany walking up to her, she was already, like, on edge and ready to pull her back, and once she Mm -hmm. sees that Inari's trying to attack, I think she wants to do, like, the classic jump from the side and, like, push her out of the way and just try and get her away from Inari's face. (sighs) Roll
6: protect someone.
2: Uh, Mark experience, uh, because I have a move called Always the Victim,
1: when another hunter uses (sighs) Protect someone to protect you. They mark experience.
3: I fucking love this so much. <laughs> Me too. No. That's
1: all, of, awesome. all of the pick moves I did were get yourself into really bad situations. Congrats! Mm-hmm. You fucked up
2: everybody in the party. <laughs> so I get, I get experience just for rolling, whether I get for it or for, not. for doing the action, regardless of whether you succeed or not. Okay. So good. <laughs> Roll plus tough. And we're
0: about to see why Raven is the top of the class. Oh
2: boy, okay. That's a six. Oh, um, yeah. experience again! Two experience!
1: Okay. Cool
2: experiences. I, I filled up uh, my experience. Wow, we're both
3: leveling up! Congrats! <laughs> nice. Does that nice. mean it
2: automatically rolls over, or does it not count? What do you mean? I have five experience, yeah, and so failing gives add. me one more. Yeah.
6: Just put a little mark that you have six right now. You'll erase those five, and then you'll have the one for like going up to level three, I guess. Okay, sweet. All right. Well, on a fail of protect someone. No, I like that you tried. That's very commendable and I think is gonna lead to some fun character growth.
3: The fact that she tried and failed is even better. Awesome. Yeah. Got yeah,
5: uh, already a
6: <laughs> On a miss, you end up making things worse.
5: Oh no!
3: <laughs> this is so juicy. Oh, I love so this. So delicious. Literally slowly like <laughs>
6: yeah. Raven, you push Bethany out of the way, but I mean, you your feet slip. You don't get there like in enough time to like get out of the way yourself. And <sighs> that rend attack from Anari's bite gets you. It sinks in. You feel these dagger-like teeth just like piercing through your body. You take four harm, girlfriend. Oh, God. It's not great. What are you at right
2: now? Six. I'm All one right. away from uh, dying.
6: Things are definitely worse. Bethany, you see Raven. Like, she's pushed you out of the way and just got, like, nommed on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, she, is she still in her mouth?
6: Oh, yeah. And um, Ari went in for a kill blow and nearly got it on Raven. But I'm going to have somebody else act because that was okay. to, like, sort of set that up. So somebody else. What's going on? Oh,
3: God. I'll go go for it. Yeah.
2: I can't tell if there was an echo or if three separate people said, oh, God, at the exact same time.
5: (laughs) (laughs) God, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I would be able to do, and it's like I can't fight very much.
6: Yeah, you just got your brain scrambled by using magic.
3: (laughs) I mean, step one, did you say she is currently in Inari's mouth?
6: Yes. It's like a wolf biting down.
5: We gotta get the Flight?
6: last
4: tail.
1: She's distracted. Get that last yeah. tail. He's got yeah, one he'll... last tail. Like, somebody can go for it. He looks at everyone like, go, do it right now. I've loved it. Never mind
4: saving her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damien will go okay. for it. I'm gonna fucking
3: go for it. Killing blood. Yeah. Right, Damien?
4: Damien. Damien's seen enough hunting and this is what he wants. So he's gonna <laughs> run up to her. Full fledged yes. Ken mode. Mm-hmm. Just look her dead and be like, I want, and then reach and life drain on the tail. Oh, so
6: so good. So good. good. I love that. Yeah, all right. So, Damien, with your magic, ignore armor life drain. While Inari has, like, the blood of Raven coming down her jaws, her eyes go white, no pupil anymore, and Damien just has his hand on her last tail. I want... And her tail just sort of...
4: Oh, no, it doesn't. It's a five.
6: Oh, oh, what is... Oh, oh no! <laughs> life Drain isn't... What is Life Drain? A magic thing?
4: No, I mean, I rolled to attack. I rolled uh, Kick Ass, and then it was six minus one.
6: But is Life Drain one of your moves? Uh Yeah. I don't think... Unless it says to roll for that, you can just do that. I thought
4: you have to the... roll to so do an attack, and that's what I would just choose... What it as as attack. Yeah,
5: what does it say?
4: Natural I mean, attacks, look. pick a base, and then add an extra to it.
0: Oh, okay. Am I allowed to help somehow, or is it too late? You can help out,
4: that's a move. I mean, I um, could burn a luck point for this.
0: I think, oh, this is, no, this is good. Aiden is
6: gonna help you. Let's see if she can help you out.
1: Yeah, roll to help out is a move. I don't know if it's different for it Divines. The
6: Da-da-da. angel helping the demon. All right, plus, that's why it's like a nice little see, I, only,
4: I, I only rolled a 5, so even if you help that would just boost me to 6. Uh,
0: that's why yeah. I think Hugo can help. Because if I get it it's plus 2 instead of plus 1.
1: Oh, oh Hugo. All right. Hugo. That's what you I got, would... Hugo?
0: Cuz he has a thing called helping hand. When you successfully help out another hunter, they get plus 2 <gasps> oh, instead of angel plus plus 1.
1: What a cool nerd. Awesome. All right. So oh, what God, you got, Hugo? Please, Hugo
0: <laughs> let's see, if you can actually <laughs> successfully do it though. That's mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Someone
1: burn your luck on this. Don't burn your luck on this if
2: you don't
0: want to. <laughs> oh, it's cool. Do it. That was, that was bad. To... Nope. Oh. Burning luck. Oh, my God. you going to? I'm going to burn a luck for this. experience, though.
2: Oh, wow. Someone's in, yeah,
0: someone's yeah, in the mouth. All right. Everyone's
4: oh, in the mouth? I made things worse,
0: Ooh. didn't I?
6: Oh, no. It's it's okay. We can Not say Damien
1: burns a luck. We lock, can say
6: Damien burns a luck. It just he's going to do it. Oof.
1: We want him to win.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we want Damien to have this moment. It's kind of an important moment, considering like, once this is done, like, what are you going to do with this demon, right? Like, but he's just saved everybody by killing the monster, right? So Damien grips Inari's last tail, and like the last time you used your life drain on her, it dries up and begins to disintegrate into dust. Her whole body shudders and the rest of her fur also falls away, like pine needles being blown away in a breeze. And where the kitsune stood, Inari's human form is there. She has her arms around Raven, who is still bleeding out and barely conscious, but Inari weakly lifts her head and sighs and just whispers quietly to Raven. So that's how the hunt ends. And before she hits the ground, her body explodes into a burst of flower petals, which drift and float in the water on the floor. And Raven, you slump to the ground.
3: Bethany got a first aid kit, right? Yeah, yeah,
5: Bethany thinks she needs a band-aid.
3: No, Bethany, (laughs) Bethany, I'm a medic.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah, I I talk about it
6: aiden kind of grabbing her shoulder which is bleeding but not as badly she crawls over to raven to use her angelic healing it might not it's it's not gonna help like stabilize her but it's going it keep her away from dying you know
3: i can stabilize so, though i'm gonna
6: so let's see you heal and injure your disease roll plus cool oh interesting so she got a seven which on a mix for lay on hands you can heal the harm or illness as on a 10+, plus, but you take it into yourself. Aiden holds Raven, and her wounds close up a little bit, and Aiden's wounds open a little bit more. No! So you can take away two harm, Raven, I, and I'm going to give Aiden two more harm for her. So
2: she's Jesus.
3: at four. Seeing okay, this, I, I, like, four, I, like, push Aiden out of the way. Like, what the hell are you doing? stop take care of yourself and i perform my first aid on raven to try and stabilize the injuries and i rolled a nine so i can choose either to heal to harm or stabilize the injury actually would healing to harm put you in a stable place raven yes
2: i'm only at four right now so if you heal two i'm at two
3: great great and that's manageable Mm -hmm. excellent so
6: raven you're at two now you're now at a point where like you're not dying. Mm-hmm. You look over, Aiden's in a bad way. And this is your friend who up till now you thought was completely impervious to being hurt. I want to like theater this a little bit because the danger is past. Mm-hmm. You guys have killed your first monster. Hooray! Woo! So now, right, because we're kind of wrapping up this, this little arc of like introducing everything where you're just left there with your angel. And she's looking over at Felicity, who's also laid out. Yeah, you guys, Felicity's
5: in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, you
6: guys didn't walk away from this unscathed. So we end on that shot. And the next thing we see is ambulances and more squad cars and probably some black vehicles, just all black, no plates. And Olivia Eastie steps out and she's over there talking to Agent Whitaker the sheriff is like sitting on like the the bed of one of the uh ambulances rubbing his head like Ugh, i gotta get that electricity fixed like <laughs> <laughs> you tell him some fib about like oh you must have stepped in where a wire was short and it got gotcha or whatever the the other officer dodge she's got like a blanket around her and like a cup of something and she's like being talked to by the paramedics like oh, he probably just saw something it was very stressful like Raven, you're being bandaged, and you're kind of sitting in an ambulance, driving to the hospital with Aiden, like, on the bed, like, with the, you know, mask over her. She's being tended to by the EMTs.
2: Raven's Um, holding her hand. Yeah, oh, that's nice.
6: Felicity, you're you're also being driven there. I think probably Hugo, you ride with her. You're up and talking, Felicity, but they're bringing you in because, like, blood coming out of your nose is not great. And Hugo, they're bandaging your arm. Ghosty is, like, snuggled up in your lap. Like all tired and sleepy. Damien, you're, I think you're just yeah. sitting there and you've got like a cup of like whatever everyone else is drinking because obviously. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so you're just sitting like on the hood of uh, Agent Whitaker's car and we see Agent Whitaker and Olivia Eastie kind of talking and they both glance over at him. And you probably like turn and give like a wave like, hey, hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what are we going to do with him?
1: Bethany, what do you think you're at? Because you didn't get hurt. I first put up a big fight to go in the ambulance with Raven. Probably, or like, absolutely not. And I was like, Mm I am her friend. It's really complicated. We're not really friends anymore, but it's important to me now that she's there because she did something really fucking stupid and she must hear about it. And she, like, Bethany's, like, sobbing. But I think afterwards, I sit down next to Damien, K-A-P-P-A-A-L-P-H-A-T-H-E-T-A. Thetas will always be sisters for eternity. <laughs> Wild and crazy having plus theta theta number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I re- adjust the pin um, and make sure he knows that he is officially a pledge of kappa alpha theta.
6: Nice. Yeah. So we see them having like yes. a little happy dance of like, oh, I'm in the thing now. <laughs> Yay. Like we we see or maybe hear Olivia Easty's voice, right, saying things like, The unexplained often raise questions as to what really exists beyond the veil of our world. What sort of mysteries await us there? And we see like a clip of Professor Argyle at the museum. And he's walking down the steps and he goes to a park and sits down and opens a little chessboard. And Mori Kojima, the sensei from the dojo, comes and sits down and they start playing chess we then cut to again and we hear olivia eastie more monologuing she says will we find dangers secrets we shouldn't have found and we see felicity in a hospital room just in like a hospital gown but clearly like awake and fine with Ghostie and Tom like playing on her arm and the camera keeps panning and we see Raven sitting there like wrapped up looking over at the next bed where Aiden is there and she opens her eyes for a second, looks over at the two of them and she gives like a a slow thumbs up. Then we see the camera pans away from there. We see Agent Whitaker bringing Damien down one of the halls in the Eastie organization
4: so, right. all of his damage always shows up in his legs, causing uh-huh. him to wobble when okay. he walks.
6: <laughs> they just so he's never got like, a
4: cane to, to help him out. It's sort of yeah. like he's, he's oh, a little I man like with like, the knobbly knees.
6: Mm-hmm. So kind of caning his way down the hallways, mm-hmm. looking around, surprised. I mean, Olivia Eastie says, oh, will really we find allies and greater purpose? And it's like the two of you just kind of chatting back and forth, like, oh, what is it like here? Oh my gosh. Yeah the last thing she says is, we may never know unless we go deeper. And the camera fades to black, but fades back in to a barren and dusty place. It's just cracked earth, little flows of lava occasionally are like cracking and sputtering and stuff. We quickly zoom through this landscape. There are big arching towers of rock, lightning jumping through the sky, and just this debris in the wind. We see Inari is in this stone cage. It's like a, like a stonehenge almost. And she's like pounding on this barrier. And she'll like turn into her fox form and kind of like <laughs> run against this barrier that's like keeping her locked in here. And just, like, snarling and raging against this barrier. And we see she stops back to a person, and she says, You cannot keep me here! I do not belong here! And we hear the sound of heels on the surrounding stone. And a woman with wavy, dark brown hair in an all-black suit, the blazer, the coat, everything, walks up to the barrier. We don't see all of her face, just enough to tell that she's grinning. She has a dark lipstick and unnaturally perfectly white teeth. And she says, I'll let you go. You'll be sent to your proper resting place. But first, I need you to tell me a little bit more about my sister and what she's been up to with the humans. And Inari cocks her head to the side still very much a caged predator. I don't even know who you are! And the other woman smiles and produces a mask out of the air. It actually resembles a traditional kitsune mask, and it has a grinning fox face expression, but it's split down the middle and missing its other half. She affixes this half mask to her face and says, I let my family call me by my real name and her hand passes from the far corner of the mask across her face, and in a flash the mask is flipped and covering the other half of her face and we can see the part that was covered before. Her eye glows with a reddish light and is widely dilated and now the fox face is scowling and vicious looking with its teeth bared and she says but you can call me Wrath and that's where we will end the session.
3: Excited, Ooh, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. The flavor. Get
4: oh,
2: excited. This is fine. This oh is my fine. God. Everything's fine. Nobody
3: died. Yeah, it's
2: fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness,
3: am I, I right? It could be hell. It could
6: Again, it's Natalie. I just wanted to say thanks for checking out the podcast and making it all the way through our first little adventure arc. We recorded these a long time ago, so even though we have made adjustments since, some of these first episodes are going to have little audio issues, like maybe you heard them the crickets this time around. We're doing our best to clean everything up so it is as tight and enjoyable to listen to as possible but it really means a lot that you are following along with the story and getting to know these heroes, which we've all come to love a whole lot. That's pretty much it. Just wanted to check in again and say thanks now that you've gotten a taste of what this story is going to be about, but it just gets wilder from here. Stay tuned, adventurers. We'll see you next time.